0: Sally here. Just a quick one. Just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review, say your mind on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs>
1: It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We all go sippy, yo oh, Hard time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something, whenever never oh. know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine. say
0: you mind. A serb is a line you think will fly, but will get you cussing out your blood clot. Always tweeting where the shit you want, like I won't snap on your broadcast. So, no, it's not about my followers, no. I don't want to engage online, and no, I don't want to meet you nowhere. Mm, You're clearly gagging for my time. I don't want no subs A sub would have usually gotten you a slap from me Hanging out in spaces online Trying to get a response from me I'll figure that out
1: <laughs> I just love the effort that goes into Making these renditions And before you ask TLC Everyone should know that And I was just going to make a point about TLC As you started singing So you, do you remember that song that I used to love um, And it came at the end of Honey And it was a girl group Come on, honey. It was the Honey. Um, the yeah honey. black ivory, y- isn't it black? Yeah, black.
0: Yeah, that were managed by um Lisa Left Eye Lopez.
1: Oh, okay. You go good. You remember? I was gonna say on popular opinion, I think they were better than TLC.
0: <gasps> okay, so. You know, it's we've had a great run with this podcast, oh Um we've had it's been so wonderful. Um, this will be the last episode ever. Oh my god! When...
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's an opinion. Do you know what I mean? It's my it's opinion. It's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm entitled to my opinion. I'm not racist or nothing. I'm it's not... just, it's just what I think. Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Black were great, but they could have. It's like saying that. For me, it's like saying that Chloe and Hallie are better than Beyonce
1: oh that's a stretch I mean right, come on they're, right. they're two different times at least Black and TLC was around the same time but don't you also think it's weird that how the rapper from Black mm. died as well like did she? yeah
0: are you sure because this you know sometimes when you start your stories I'm mm-hmm. like here we go you get the song right and then you tell us something that actually never happened now, that you're, asking, gonna, now <laughs> that you're asking me
1: now, now I'm, I'm, gonna now I'm actually worried. look it up. No, because... but I, I know I know my shit. I know she was the, she was the lighter skinned one of the group, and she was like the rapping one in black. And she was died. She, I
0: don't think she was the lightest skinned one. She's the lightest
1: she? out of them. Yeah, she was the lightest and the smallest out of them. Actually, um, what does it say? I can't here? remember her name, but she passed.
0: Black is an American girl group that charted from 1999 to 2004. Outside of the United States, they were known as Black Ivory. Um, their debut album Black sold more than one million copies and was certified platinum. Um, oh baby, bring in.
1: Oh to me. me. Oh, oh I got that song. give me your, your time, your, your speed, your, your feed, your, your energy.
0: energy. Oh, and hey. they
1: did it with NC. Oh,
0: there you are. Nah. Oi. Looking, Looking as at fine
1: me, as you can, can
0: be. In your fancy <laughs> car. <laughs> 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 you just uh, know high when that guy came in, is it JC? Um are you feeling my jeans, my baggies, in my, my just... My thug my appeal. My thug appeal. appeal. I said thug appeal. Wow. Coming like, like Justin Bieber. Your thug <laughs> what, appeal, what, what thug appeal, what, appeal what
1: are thug- you appealing? <laughs> no thuggish, no thugness there, boy. You can um, tell they were ripped by blacks, but go on.
0: Yeah, but um, that was... I wonder who else wrote that with them. I, was it Jagged Edge? No, probably Can you not.
1: confirm if she died, please? I'm, I'm, I'm going to
0: look now. So I just want to see... Members, it says... um, Oh, yeah. It says Brandy Williams, Shamari DeVoe. Shamari, Shamari DeVoe, she was in... Um, at, at Real Housewives yes, of Atlanta. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And then it was her Ava, Marcel, that kept trying a thing with her and being very colourist. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, Marie DeVoe was a lead singer. Yes, mm-hmm. married to one of the guys from Belle Biv DeVoe or mm-hmm. um um Natina Reed. Natina Reed.
1: It was Natina that died. Oh yeah. yeah it was um Natina.
0: imagine October twenty eighth. She was born October twenty eighth, nineteen eighty, and died October twenty sixth, two thousand and twelve.
1: Oh that's Oh, wow.
0: That, that, that how though? Um, she was, um, uh, what is it? She was an American singer, songwriter, rapper, and actress. She was born in New York City and raised in Atlanta, where she pursued a career in music, discovered by rapper Lisa Lopez. Um, She worked as a writer for the girl group TLC. Um, They released two albums. What does it say about her passing? It doesn't say.
1: That's odd.
0: Died in Georgia. Um... Death, here we go, um, oh God, um, it was a car crash,
1: just like Lisa left eye,
0: yeah, it was a car crash.
1: You can't tell me that's not weird.
0: she said, um a red um Honda accord struck Reed um on the highway near Hamilton Road um uh, near Georgia, um Lilliburn, Georgia. The driver and the passenger attempted c p r but Reed was pronounced dead, oh gosh, and oh, they put the horrible. time as well, um they said that the. Uh, police determined that the driver was not at fault. And so there were no charges. Mm-hmm. Um, and they um, d- did an investigation as to why she was in the road.
1: Where she shouldn't have been, right?
0: Yeah, because she wasn't in a car.
1: She was in the, on the road. She was just
0: on the road. And the way that the roads are in Atlanta, I don't see why you'd be standing. Yeah, they're huge. Right, why you'd be standing on the road
1: Oh, that's, like that. That is very concerning. But... My point, anyways, is that you were right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were I right. I was right. Rest in peace, Natina. Gosh. Rest in peace. Well, that took that a very dark turn. <laughs> right. It did. Just, just from you singing the No Scrub song. So. Wow. But it's a bit of music history because you know people think I don't know about music and I know quite a bit.
0: You know, like the trivial things that I would not. The, no, not trivial. but <laughs> like, You know the things like that a pop I would. Quiz things. Yeah, that I would not expect
1: <laughs> like. <laughs> like she died I like guess. you
0: don't know the p- name of the song but you know all the backstory yeah
1: that i find quite weird i think it's, i have a very botched knowledge yeah thanks to tv
0: but no that's really really um interesting so i guess we should introduce the podcast oh god we <laughs> there. um there. welcome for joining us for another week of um the show known as sym that's officially known as, uh, say your mind, unofficially known as, what what, that's right, suck your mum. And it's me,
1: Kalechi. And me, Sadiq.
0: And we're really just here. I really didn't want to record this week, so thank you for being patient with me, for having to decide whether I wanted to come on or no not. No
1: worries, no worries. I'm always ready for a podcast episode.
0: This is great. Mm-hmm. I remember the days when I'd be like, come on my podcast. And you're like, no, no.
1: Yeah. Yeah i know it's just it's very you know what i'm like once i have to like really psych myself up for something yeah and when i'm in it i'm in it but, yeah yeah again it's, it's, i think it's a pisces thing once i'm out of it it'll probably be hard to get me back so yeah oh wow i'll be, <laughs> <let them> <laughs> I'll, be I'll be here when for, i'm gone bitches i'm gone <laughs> yes but no i'm really happy
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. But um, yeah. It's gosh. I'm just thinking about Natina and those tunes. I need to add them to my. No, they're already in my playlist. Bring it all to
1: me. I feel like I prefer the version without Sync though. As as much as I love the sync one, I just I prefer listening to the girls by themselves. So.
0: Yeah. Um, what was that song though? Because you were asking about the song off the honey, and I think it was. They're stuck um, about. They're stuck talk
1: talk about. They're stuck about. There's me on the floor. I do. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, come on, give me more. Oh, sorry. <laughs> come <I'm> on, gonna... <laughs> give me more than that. Um so, sorry, I can't, sorry you got the one. granny. I now so now leave cuz even if I'm gone and all I'm good. T- even if I'm going sure 702 that's black don't don't try me with that song <laughs> no because they, the they, yes, they, the, they were in the video they were in the video and then the first verse that girl um, Shamari killed the first yeah. verse you know where she's doing her little Beyonce dance yeah I love it
0: made me laugh when I think who tried to send for her like she couldn't sing
1: Shamari yeah oh. in
0: um, Real Housewives of Atlanta there, was,
1: there wasn't there, she never really dropped like a there was she never really did vocals Oh. On the like, it I was,
0: think it, whether it was Candy or somebody tried to come for her singing anyway and she had to like really let them know like don't try me
1: it just made me laugh how like at the end of the movie Honey Jessica Alba is like showing them moves but you, but, you, but, you but Jessica can Alba can you imagine can you imagine <laughs> but if you watch it properly you notice they're getting the moves the choreographer is not getting the moves <laughs> it is crazy I've never seen anything like it
0: anti-black <laughs>
1: literally mixed race privilege oh
0: god no. that that was a film
1: Mm -hmm. Um, that was that that
0: was an absolute film so yeah that's where he are where he are so um i guess let's um go into the tarot
1: yes what are the spirits saying
0: what are the spirits saying it's an interesting one this week because i was just um asking like what is the general energy around i guess um What's the general energy around like love, whether that's like familial love, whether that's in, you know, romantic relationships, just like what's the energy around that? And the first card that came out is the Page of Cups. So this week I'm using two, oh, I'm using quite a few tarot decks or a few cards, different types of cards. So I've got obviously the Spiritual Seasoning for the Soul Oracle deck. In next week's episode, I'm going to, mm, let me see. I've decided that I'm going to put up for sale before Christmas 22 decks. Do I even have 22? Well, well, yeah, I've got 22 decks, but I'll decide. I'll figure it out. But um, I'm going to put up some decks um in the same place that I put them up before, but I haven't quite decided when I'll do that. And so people can get themselves um a deck, especially because there are new listeners, but they probably listened so far back. They might not even hear this. So probably I'll, mm, I'll be kind. I'll be kind. I'll post it in my stories as well. Whenever I decide to post on Instagram um again. Um, so I'm using the Spiritual Seasoning for the Soul Oracle Deck. I'm also using the Black and Gold Edition of the Tarot Deck, like the Rider Waite Traditional Deck. I got it in Black and Gold. It looks sick. Um, and then I'm using Wisdom of the Oracle Deck by Collect Baron. I'm always saying her name wrong. No, I got it right this time. Collect Baron Reed. I'm using the Wisdom of the Oracle uh, Deck. And then I've also got the Okana Deck by um, Askamara Tarot. Um and this black and gold as well, it's really, really nice, um, uh, so I'm using that, that Oracle deck as well, and I'm also using the Collider Dope deck by Crystal Banner, I've told you all of the names now, please stop fucking DMing me, like, months later going, could you let me know the, um, deck that you were talking about in episode 65, go fucking listen to the episode and stop asking me things, like, you could do research for yourself, it's very, very possible, you go and do the research, um, so yeah those are the decks that I'm using today. So question is like what what's the general energy what's the you know thing to be aware of when it comes to love generally. And the first card is the page of cups like not being afraid to put yourself back out there again. You know that I think that Um, for some people, it might be um, relationships ending and they're thinking about how they go forward with new relationships. Like, yeah, just don't be um, scared to just like put yourself back out there. And if it's um, to do with like, I don't know, I'm getting the energy that this is after like a rift. There's already been a rift. And then now you're thinking about how you go about, um, putting yourself back out there, not necessarily with the same people, because, you know, sometimes fuck them people, but if you're thinking about new paths moving forward, then, um, yeah, just, you know, it's a small cup, the page of cups is a small cup, it's not a massive cup, you know, it's a small cup, it's kind of like, let me see, so you're just kind of just seeing what's out there, if it's to do with family members, there's just no harm in just, like, maybe dropping a text, maybe, just letting them know that, you know, you're open to, um, conversation you're open to kind of chatting again and then I also see this page of cups energy as like doing small things for yourself to make yourself um the beneficiary of your love like you are deserving of feeling your own magic and when you are able to do that when you're able to do some self-care which is what I get from the page of cups when you're able to do some of that self-care you're able to think more clearly because here we see the King of Swords, so you're able to operate from a place of clarity because you're you're giving to yourself so you're not kind of like marred and um shrouded with resentment and um listlessness uh, out of self-neglect because people love to run this narrative of like, I give so much to everybody else, you know, and you always see tweets like that all of the time when people are like, oh, I'm the kind of person that just loves so hard and I just give so much of myself and da-da-da-da-da. And before I used to read that, and if I was, like, subbing someone and back in the day, I would retweet it. But then I had, to, I had to start thinking about it. And I'm just like, but nobody begged you. Like, fam, nobody begged you to be loving hard, loving hard, and then feeling like you're not getting it in return. Manage how you love. It's the same, like, if you had lots of money or lots of coins... I give so much to everybody else and I barely live off anything for myself. Somebody will look at you and be like, well, you're the fucking idiot because you've surely got to make sure that there's enough for yourself before you start giving it out to everybody else. So it's about looking at it um, looking at it in that way, not in like necessarily the capitalist sense, but I'm just saying like, if you could physically quantify the ways that you give your physical, your, your energy to other people, you would see just how much you're giving out and how much you have left for yourself, which is barely nothing Would you be able to buy yourself a loaf of bread with the quantifiable measure of the amount of attention you give to yourself? Probably not. So it's about checking in on things like that. And also um, figuring out what your boundaries are. You, like huh, we don't have time to be making the same mistakes over and over and over again like it's cute the first couple of times you know you didn't know rare 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 tear tear but it gets to a point where even your ancestors are like can you can you not can you fucking not you know you, you can't have come out of one situation or uh, it was tempestuous, it was this, it was that, this happened with my family member, they disrespected me, rare, rare, rare. And then next year, next month, next week, we're back to the same narrative because you still have not looked at that situation and gone, what do I need to put in place so I'm not feeling violated every fucking time this sort of thing happens. It's about making, you know, better choices. Um, And when you are able to make those better choices, then you won't find yourself so overburdened burdened because you know that was the nine of wands in reverse and then we've got the ten of wands upright the reason that you're um feeling so overworked you're feeling underappreciated i'm feeling really unappreciated Ooh. taking my love for granted baby i, I don't, don't know
1: how much more
0: i can take from you. you oh that was a tune anyway
1: you didn't thank me for the backings there <laughs> that was a good harmony still them sibling harmonies there
0: (laughs) the sibling symphony Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but um yeah the reason that you're feeling all of this and feeling like oh your efforts are going unappreciated, it's because you're externalising your self-neglect. It's easy to see how other people are neglecting you when you two are neglecting yourself because you're projecting, drag me, Lord, um, you're projecting, you know, that your needs aren't being met, but who should be meeting your own needs first? Because... As frustrating as it is, yes, we want people to appreciate us. Yes, we want people to be able to, like, care for us and, and, and um, you know, give us the things that we feel that we deserve and desire. But if we are finding that people are, are, are unable to currently do that, one, we've got the page of cups energy. Look for where your needs can be fulfilled elsewhere within reason. You be use use your head, use sense, Abby. Um, but also giving to ourselves in the way like, yes, we will always, we're social beings, we'll always need for other people and want for other people to add to um our abundance. But first, like we have to actually know that the abundance is there and that we're not working from a place of lack, you know? So it's important to um check in with that, and um, then we've got the moon in reverse, and I feel like the reason that the moon is in um, reverse here is because like, until we recalibrate, um, in how we're giving to others and what we're giving to ourselves, we'll be unable to kind of tap into like the inner sanctums of our subconscious, the inner sanctums of our um, our intuition, we'll be unable to access it, like some of you are like so spiritually gifted that, but you're unaware of it because of um, just how much you're so focused on what's happening in the external world, like the material world, like, oh, I've got to get lots of money or I've got to get a career that bangs. You will not take the career, you will not take the money to heaven. You know, you will not take it, I'm saying heaven, but you will not take it with you when you leave this physical experience to move into another one. You can't take that with you in the transition. But what you can leave behind, what will continue to kind of um, um, transcend every timeline, is the, th- the work that you do that impacts the energetic um, kind of uh, surrounding or the environment that you find yourself like. How are you shifting the energy here positively that's what you should be focused on. So if you get money, if you get your success and you're using it to shift um energy in the right way, then you're going about things the right way. But if all you're concerned about is just purely getting material things or um wanting people to just give to you on a superficial level, you, you won't really be able to move further or move higher. So the focus on everybody else won't serve you. Like, you've got to think about first, like, how can I give to myself? Then when you can give to yourself, you know exactly what you're asking for from other people. Because sometimes on the surface, it looks like we're asking for one thing from people when actually it's something else that we're asking. Because let's look at somebody that has come out of a rough relationship and they're thinking about, oh, I'm looking for another relationship. Let me see. Let me see what is it that you're looking for in that relationship? Because if you have not identified what it is you're going forward, you know, with your page of cup, your one small cup, if you haven't identified who you're offering that cup towards and why you are offering it to them, you're going to make the same uh, mistakes or you're going to find yourself in the same dynamic that you were previously in because you haven't identified what it is specifically that you hope to get out of these relations. If it's just simply to be with somebody, mm, then, you know, then there you are. But if, if you interrogate it and interrogate it, and it's just like, you know what, I just want someone to truly see me, I want to be seen, I want somebody to understand me without me having to use so many words, then that is a clearer idea of the kind of person you should be looking for, so you already know in the first few instances when you meet people, if they're actually able to match you there, or you know you know, if you give it a few weeks, give it a few months, and you know that actually they're not seeing you correctly, oh, because I now know that that's what I want in the relationship, this isn't for me, I'm gonna bounce, but if you don't know what it is that you're looking for, you're just gonna be fucking around there for ages and wasting your time, although I don't ultimately believe that time can be wasted, but, you know, you'll just find yourself learning a a lesson over and over and over again when when you could have been graduated and moved on to the next stage, um, And then the next card that you get, uh, so you have the moon in reverse, then you have the devil upright. And the devil upright is simply there because um, again, if you are... Unable to identify what your needs are, yet you're asking other people to meet those needs. You're going to find yourself in toxic situations, toxic relationships, and also you'll find that you have vices that are trying to dull the voice within your head and within your soul, so you actually figure out what it is that you want. You're trying to numb the yearning within you for wanting something deeper, wanting something greater, um, with various vices. So for some people it's sex, some people it's alcohol, some people it's drugs. Some some people it's tweeting madness at other people online, it could be a various, you could, it could be a myriad of things that people are doing, but whatever it is, you're only doing it to circumnavigate um, the true uh, work that you need to do, which is on figuring out what you need from the universe, what is it that you need, imagine the universe is a loving parent, you don't have to lie you can lie to everybody else outside you can even lie to yourself a little bit but the person or the the force that you do not lie to is the energy that keeps you here tell the truth what is it that you truly want and that will be brought to you but if you're kind of like stumbling around not really knowing you're going to keep stumbling what into the hands of the devil people who are going to manipulate the fact that you don't actually know what you want and they're going to keep you longer in a particular state than you actually need to be and then you know that's uh you know the page of cups came out again Again, you know, it came out again with the Collider Dope deck. So I used the black and gold uh, Rider weight deck and I used the Collider Dope deck and you still get the same kind of card. And I think that when I'm looking at it in a Collider Dope deck, I see a young boy and um, he's holding, um, he's drawing of a little cup with a goldfish inside. So for some people, it's really kind of like you've got to do the work for you to know what your needs are. You need to know what the what was lacking for your inner child. Because oftentimes as an adult, you're going towards certain things, gravitating towards certain things, not realising that it's you playing out something that your inner child did not get. So really tapping into that inner child, figuring out what that inner child needs, being able to be the loving parent that maybe that inner child felt that they did not have the attentive parent that that inner child may have felt that they did not have, being able to do that and saying to the inner child, like, I will protect you. I will do what needs to be done um, to, to get you where you need to go. And then once you do that, you will find that you're making better choices as an adult. Uh, or making healthier choices that benefit you um from the okana deck we've got mercurial and mercurial it says here today cannot be like tomorrow exactly you know today cannot be like tomorrow like you've got to i'm gonna see what she's um written here um askamara tarot is if her name if you want to look her up um let me see here mercurial what does she say um 31 31 31 Tari It says here um today cannot be like tomorrow to be fickle and indecisive, tr- struggling with keeping focus on any one thing prone to give um, diving headfirst into something of interest and promptly abandoning it there is a difference between being spontaneous versus being unreliable there is also a difference between needing new experiences for excitement versus escapism oh this card announces the presence of instability within one's interests, follow through and ability to complete projects or fulfill obligations in a shadow context this could be calling on you to take stock of your unfinished business your inner child and loose ends you can also be questioning why you feel the need to switch from objective to objective be it travel career hobby or relationships Again, exactly what are you looking for in these spaces what are you avoiding what are you seeking that the last thing didn't fulfill oh my god why does sticking with something or someone bore you almost immediately Woo! why do you make plans and regret them after the fact Sis be dragon. Sis be dragon. That's a word, fucking hell. Um and then from the Wisdom of the Oracle card deck we got number 8 community. And the thing is, I because I've seen this card so many times when I've been doing readings this week. It came out and I was just like that's not the card and I put it back in and when I tell you it flew back out. I was like, okay, I heard you, fucking hell, mate. I heard you. Sorry it says here the um the oracle's message i'll just read that it says this card signals a new affiliation with a group humans are social creatures and we need to know we are useful to our families communities um in a community everyone has an important function and feels i matter membership in the group provides a sense of belonging of kinship and of purpose that comes from working together for the greater fulfillment of all perhaps you are part of a spiritual community or an artistic one perhaps you're in a learning community where you share your love of education regardless of its forms or focus your community brings you joy you will be inspired by it and want to contribute to it your contribution may be as small as showing up or as large as becoming its leader no matter your position in the group your presence is needed exactly you can't keep numbing yourself to the assignment that you have while you are here like focus focus like it it, distracting yourself with um time wasting relationships or vices that don't serve you you've got something to do like that you've got something to shift and th- like i was saying earlier about the material possessions like they will only get you so far they will only get you so far, like you're literally somebody's ancestor, whether you end up having um, your own children or not, you are literally still somebody's ancestor, so somebody one day will call upon you to help them, and because I don't believe that time is linear, I believe that time is just time, right, we just exist as we are, so it might not even necessarily be somebody needing you in what we could call or term the future, but there's somebody who's your ancestor, that needs your energy right now, because you're, i read something the other day that really struck me, where they said that the actions you take today are literally healing your ancestral um, lineage, they're healing your ancestors, right, so you can be healing somebody, a, a relative you've never met, simply by making the choices that you are making right now, so consider that that it's not also us think it's not always us just thinking merely of a future but healing also the past because that energy continues to travel onwards because time isn't fixed in the way that we imagine it to be and then the final card from the um deck from the season your spiritual seasoning for the soul is you have given so much to others have you put aside a moment to give to yourself and it says here um, it is great that you have so much love to give through your actions towards others. Sometimes giving so much to others is a way of procrastinating from the very real task of giving to yourself. Look at that. Only you are responsible for the caretaking of your body and soul. Drag me, Lord. So that's where, that's what you have. That's it for the tarot. Whew.
1: I felt that one. It was <laughs> when you said, um, I think you asked, why do you make plans and regret them? Also, <laughs> I felt like... <laughs> you weren't looking at me but all your eyes were looking at me oh my god that is literally it's just my personality type to a t
0: right
1: i will make a plan I'll be like, oh my god yes okay yeah next tuesday i'm so happy to yeah so excited to see you monday night comes and i'm like oh <laughs> do my I have to? god how do i get out of this <laughs> so yeah that do you was think a you're word.
0: intro do you think you're an introvert
1: I think I'm a lot more introverted than I present. So you know, we were talking about my my um you know my, my charts and everything. Yeah. And I was saying to you that like Sagittarius is my uh, rising. I'm a Sagittarius rising. rising. Yeah, yeah. So I present like a Sagittarius, and Sagittarius typically are quite extroverted, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think I'm, I present quite extroverted, but deep that da- not even deep down inside, I am I'm very introvert. I'm just like oh my god, like I'm I'm whenever I'm in a public situation or in a social situation rather. I'm thinking about when it's going to end.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm I feel like, that deeply. That's I'm like, mean. I that's cannot
1: mean. wait for this to end. And and every time I get home, there's always like a. <sighs>
0: yes. Like taking off your bra, but you don't wear a bra. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Literally, I'm sure that's probably feels similar. Like, yeah. literally, it feels like, oh, OK.
0: I can be myself now. Yeah. I can be free. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I don't know if anyone else has the same thing, but I don't know if I've told you this before. Whenever I leave the house, it fucks up my appetite. What? Yeah. So if I'm out of the house for the day, my appetite is all over the place. If I come back in, I'm not hungry, and then I can't sleep because then I'm going to get hungry whilst I'm trying to sleep.
0: Yeah. Like my
1: whole clock or body inner workings is just off it's very interesting I'm, I'm so much of a homebody i think that's why
0: yeah But um, even when you come to mine and i'm like do you want to eat something you're like no i need to go home to eat like i'd rather just take the food home so to you eat see it. so you yeah. see
1: exactly what i'm like there you are but so you're
0: a pisces um you're a pisces sun and moon and venus
1: yes i think that's right should i check
0: yeah
1: i'm a pisces sun moon and something else i've got three of them have the stellium
0: why why that's
1: what we call it isn't it yeah Someone said Stellium, and I thought they said Stallion. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> Stallion,
0: <laughs> hot girl shit, girl shit." They are like, "Okay, no, my
1: Pisces Sun, Saturn, and Moon."
0: A Pisces Sun, Saturn, and Moon. Yes. So even how you how you discipline yourself, Saturn energy, mm-hmm. and how you t- discipline is is um, Pisces. Mm-hmm. Energy so very emotional, very in the inner workings of everything. But even that, having a Pisces uh, sun and moon like, like literally, you're always just in that space Mm -hmm. that in the very introverted space. But even Sagittarius, because the first Sagittarius that comes to my mind is um Kid Fury, and Kid Fury, Mm -hmm. like, uh, however, like he's so personable, he's so hilarious, he's so funny, but you could see like. He doesn't like people in his face.
1: Oh, yeah! I could just see it on his face. You yeah, could, like yeah. you could just—you could just you, see you, he's it. Like, like,
0: nah, nah, like, don't yeah. hug me, don't yeah. touch me. Someone came up to him one time and they're like, "Oh my god, are you kid Fury?" And he said, "No," and walked off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. Like he's—he's he's so true to his personality. Yeah, he's yeah. very true to himself. And you find that people like him—they will be very successful in their friendships because there is nothing. You're never going to be like. There's never going to be a situation where you're not going to know how Kid Fury. I don't know he's real. Yeah, name, yeah, yeah. How Kid Fury is going to re- not going to react or going to react. You yeah, know I mean you will know what he likes and what he doesn't like, and you'll respect him as that. And I feel like he's someone that you can say, "Oh, do you want to hang out today?" And he'll be like, "No," and you won't take offense yes, to it as, yeah. as his friend. You wouldn't because yeah. it's just like you understand him.
0: You understand, and yeah, that's what I really enjoy about him. Like I don't even know him like that, but just the energy is something I respect. Like it's just like no, I just. No, I've got my dog, I've got Link and I'm so happy just in my apartment by mm-hmm. myself. I want everyone to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It's, Understood. Um and like okay and I feel like one thing I appreciate about that also is that a Sagittarius generally will never outstay their welcome. Like if they come to your house, they're not going to just be there.
1: Mm. Do you get
0: Mm. me? Like at one, they'll be like, "Oh well, got to go." go. Yeah, yeah. Like I've worked with Sagittarians before, and they can literally they'll have a meeting with you, and they'll set an alarm for the (laughs) exact time. Really, I'm I'm going now. That's it. We've we've talked. I'm going. Um. So yeah, I really appreciate that. So let's look at share your magnificence. Let's jump into that. We'll be back. Right, so share your magnificence. Let's do it. What have we got this week?
1: We got a letter.
0: Um, I think I got. I've got quite a few letters. Let me just. Uh, PSA. PSA. If you write into this podcast and you spell Kalechi's name wrong, uh, she's unlikely to read the message. And honestly, I don't want to be the one to have to tell you this because uh, it hurts me more than it hurts you because sometimes you write some really brilliant things, but out of principle, you can't be writing someone's podcast and be spelling their name wrong. So, <laughs> she's yeah, she's unlikely to read it. Um... So well thank you, Sally. Thank you for yeah. chiming in there and letting them know I'm unlikely to read your message. Can if you imagine spoke.
1: Sally once for, for once in her <laughs> life is <laughs> PC
0: Sally is slowly getting it, but she takes one step forward to take fifteen million steps back. There you are. Um so like so many people in the workplace, <laughs> they'll do one you they'll know. do one half of a good thing and then they'll fuck it up yep. for the rest of the year. Yep it's mad um okay share your magnificence so we've got here what does it say the empress the mother of the lion the baby girl of baby girls please receive my warmest salutations uh, dear Kelechi, this is my first time of writing in, even though your melodic voice and fire intellect have been blessing me for many years. I really felt like the right time to write in. So I will use these, uh, this opportunity to nominate three people for Share Your Magnificence, though I have some nominations for Straw of the Week too. Mm-hmm. I want to honour the magnificence of Kelechi, Sadiq and myself, but I want to be specific as to why. Firstly, Kelechi, I could simply say you have the x factor but I want to say more there is just something about your energy you're an actor educator cultural critic spiritual oracle content innovator intellectual and your geniusness oh sorry your genuineness and authenticity always shine through your recent statements around loneliness and divine discontent are concepts I grapple with all the time and it's this very honesty that draws many to you your output in any format is top quality I think most of all i love how much you respect and honor yourself to be honest this has really inspired my own self-love praxis i'm so grateful to you baby girl eternally secondly sadiq you are truly a breath of fresh air and obviously a little brother to be proud of your energy as well chai your mum must be proud of you too you have that very same x factor i mentioned earlier and i feel blessed to listen to your sibling banter i have no doubt greatness lies in your present and future i'm so moved every time i hear the protectiveness in certain things you say over kolechi i also really love how much your your own self love comes through as well god bless you mm-hmm. thirdly i want to nominate myself too the past few years of my life have been a lot within the space of just over 2 years beginning at the start of my phd in early 2014 i lost 3 friends in my age group then my primary supervisor then my my father in 2016. I couldn't even attend my dad's funeral because I was already experiencing some immigration issues since that year it's been one thing after another not just for me my family all based in nigeria have been through it as well all this drama culminated in a visa denial for me in 2019 and a deportation threat from the home office going through all this with mental illness too really drained me but i just had to keep putting one foot in front of the other i was unceremoniously discarded by my former employers and by some people too but god while i'm, I'm currently still waiting Um, currently still waiting appeal i'm so pleased to say that after a process of long and short listing i'm starting a new permanent job as a research lead in a well-respected arts and culture organization in bristol This is an even better job than the one um, I lost last year on a higher grade. I just want to celebrate myself for sticking through it. To God be the glory. I have so many people and organisations I want to send a packet full of straws to. First, to the Home Office for their racism and disruption of so many black lives. They are planning a deportation flight to Jamaica in December. In a pandemic! um, Once my case is resolved, I plan to really expose more of their vile racism. I also have straws for higher education institutions in the UK. Self I will focus on those who let me down in my time of need. From my from my alma mater, um, who is it? Alma mater, um, who used me for their we are international campaign, including specifically asking me to um, speak about my family history for a micro documentary. Then ignored all calls to speak out against my impending deportation. They were very happy to use my interesting family history when it suited them, but abandoned me when that very same history contributed to my immigration issues. Next, the so called University of Sanctuary, who rescinded my permanent contract as soon as my visa issues began, also to, um, only to provide support when my trade union and the students' union raised hell on my behalf. Straws also to be flung in the face of the white women, a white woman equality, diversity, inclusion colleague who pretended not to see me twice on the street. Street when my issues began, literally turning her face down. Mind you, this was the same white woman who had only a year prior um, been the only white person in a particular meeting where we were talking at, about the racism we faced as black and POC academics. And she burst into tears, so we had to stop the meeting to comfort her. Cunt. And even more straws to a particular European white man activist who has come at me on Twitter more than once when I've simply asked that non-EU, immigr- uh, non-EU migrants and black British people affected by Windrush need solidarity. He's part of a group who loved using the problematic Windrush on steroids analogy. And I've recently blocked him after he launched um, a, a tirade against me, um, telling me that if, um, this were the home office shit treatment politics, you would not win gold. All this because I tweeted that we need a stronger show of solidarity between EU and non-EU migrants, especially towards those who are multiply, um, who, um, who are multiply marginalised. And um, lastly, straws to all the people who remain silent through all of my struggles, but suddenly want to reach out to me after they've noticed my LinkedIn update about my new job. Fuck off straws for them one and all lastly last week's jingle could only be extended to i'm dreaming of a white supremacist capitalist patriarchal christmas (laughs) i love you kilechi god bless you and thank you for your patience in reading my letter best wishes
1: now big up your reading skills Oh, thank you. That was such a lovely letter. Oh, my gosh. Am I going to be getting one every week now? Piss off. Do you reckon? <laughs> Do, you reckon? Do, you reckon? Do they love me like Do that? <laughs> oh, that's so nice, man. Thank you. And so I, it just just to hear people's words and to think that they're talking about you. I'm just like, oh, my God. Is, is this me I'm talking about? <laughs> like wow thank you <laughs> no
0: nah, baby girl i don't want to say your name um, i know that you put it here but i'm just instinctively i'm not going to say your name because i know that you have been going through it and you know i've you know m- kind of alluded to on the podcast episodes before but understanding how um very very Uh, fragile, you know, these situations are, you know, I just want to make sure that everything's set good for you, and then we can really, really be naming and shaming and flinging straws in the exact directions that they need to be going, but I'm so, so happy for you, I'm so, so proud of you, like, you kept on persevering, even with everything that was happening, and I so much enjoy whenever I see your tweets online, because you're only ever speaking positivity over my life, even when you were going through the wildest things, whenever you would tweet at me, it would be tweets of, like, positivity of motivation of encouragement and I really appreciate that I don't think you understand because there are other people who will be coming in and telling you that they're seeing this and they're seeing that for you or they've heard messages for you and it's only doom and gloom and you know that it's coming from a place of them projecting their own higgy haggar, but you've never done that and you've only ever shown me like um, this protective energy as well so I'm so happy for you like a million slaps on your chest like you deserve all of the wonderful things and like Um, and rest in peace your your father like your parents strike me as people who they really really raised the real one you know that they really really raised a real one like you're someone that just um, strikes me as somebody that has integrity and has an abundance of love for Mm -hmm. everybody else and you deserve all of the things so thank you so much for writing in um so next one what have we got here oh wow okay from annie Okay. Sadiq's top moments of magnificence <laughs> <laughs> oh God. to the CEO and founder of Ben's Ponani Womanism Limited I should actually go and trademark that. <laughs> you need gets to. to I <laughs> um, hope you've had a week as phenomenal as you as per. Thank you again for your special Patreon live picker pile too. The timing was so divine. I know it's so much energy for you to do all of these readings and I never take it for granted. You are a vessel for the divinity of the universe and it pours directly onto us when we really do not deserve it. In light of Oxford's vaccine for Rona apparently being a success, even though we know that the UK's definition of success is rather wayward, I wanted to check in on whether an Okafor vaccine is an en route too. This country cannot afford another death by madness at 1833. How will the economy survive without the loyal meal deal customers picking up their lunchtime plain chicken sandwich, white tea, salted crisp, and a juice the colour of their dehydrated urine and a cheeky can of cellar for when the clock hits 5.01 p.m. While I can think of the many test subjects for this vaccine, I also understand that there's not enough seasoning, marinade, or common sense in the world to make a vaccine that is truly effective, so it is um, understandable if this is not a priority. I have myself behaved waywardly and lost track of the point of this email, which was to share Sadiq's magnificence. Sadiq is a baby boy who deserves his flowers, in a way completely opposite to how he gives them to musical artists. <laughs> <laughs> I've collated a simple top five of Sadiq's magnificence to keep him warm in lieu of Savage Fenty. Oh, no. (laughs) One. Oh, no. Sadiq is the baby brother of Kalechi Okafor, which means there is an inherent anti-madness shield bestowed upon him. Now, many people are born with this anti-madness shield, but choose to chip away at it, breaking bits off to trade to the devil for a small, small bit of clout or comfort. However, Sadiq's anti-madness shield is polished and fully intact because he's clearly um, learned to um, listen to his big sis. The Sadiq we've heard on the podcast is compassionate, insightful, kind, open-minded and constantly growing. True character characteristics of a baby boy number two sadiq is not um, not only insists on seasoning cookies he also seasons and eats humble pie sadiq isn't bothered by being wrong as evidenced by the conviction with which he tells us who a song is actually by. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't move from a place of ego in conversations that require critical thinking or um approach with the instinctive um defensiveness being able to admit you're wrong is uh, be willing to be corrected and take it as an educational opportunity. is a rare quality. One that all the thoughts, quote tweeters, could never fathom, let alone possess. Three, Sadiq is not trash. Sharing bloodlines with Kalechi means that it would, not t- it would take a lot for him to be trash, but he still keeps himself firmly not garbage. He drops gems all <laughs> the time on the podcast about how trash others are, specifically men, because he isn't fragile or toxic in his masculinity. He knows that the blanket statement doesn't apply, so he lets it fly. He knows that it specifically applies to people who flirt with and pursue the colonial patriarchy, utilising this friends with benefits entanglement, happily exchanging others' comfort for their own. Four. we already loved SYM but Sadiq added his own extra level of spice to it oh, he vocalises all of our reactions as we listen from his enthusiastic applause which I always imagine as a standing ovation to his visceral reaction to the cards the heartiest laughter and the absolute vim he sings suck your mother <laughs> special mention oh, to you oh you would have made me cry wow Special mention for his description of Princess Diana. She was the original city girl in episode 103. <laughs> Number five. Did I say that? <laughs> Number five, the relationship between Kelechi and Sadiq is so beautiful, showing a loving, mutual respect and genuine friendship. The celebration of Kelechi's annual trip around the sun, support as she does all of the bits, respect and adoration for her and obviously being a wonderful uncle to the original baby boy, Lev. Anybody who disagrees with the above or the extreme ex- um, excellence of our favourite household name can go spend chest day doing burpees on a bed of flaming hot nails. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <Whoa! laughs>
1: yo (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
0: as we approach the peak of wave 2 in both madness and rona I hope you and all your loved ones remain safe, protected and protected from both. Looking forward to the end of the year wrap up and perhaps an inaugural ceremonial lighting of the straw of the year. <laughs> so much appreciation and adoration for you both and have a wonderful fuckery-free December to close off this year. That was 20 Tory. <laughs> oh. Sending love and seasoning, Annie.
1: Oh my god. Annie let me tell you something. <laughs> I follow Annie. I love you. Let me tell you something. If I ever decide to write an autobiography, that will be my intro. No fucking way. That is my intro. You killed it. You absolutely killed it. Thank you so much. I don't even I feel like I need to say thank you a hundred times because it's like you know me. Right. You really, really know me. And y'all get me. Yeah, you gave us you gave us five. Bullet points.
0: Bullet points.
1: You were not playing. Thank you so much. I love you to bits. I think I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, like this is how you guys feel about me.
0: (laughs) Y'all really love
1: me. Yes, like.
0: Well this is the thing on this podcast. You ask and you definitely get. So yeah, I
1: got more than I thought I would. Abundance. Yes, I'm learning about myself through you guys. (laughs) And. That is just absolutely amazing. thank you, Annie
0: you should I, I, I you're I know that you're a publicist, right, but I think that if you don't already do it like you should be a copywriter like your mm. way with words is incredible Literally. like you make me crack up all the time when i see you comment on a post of mine before i've even read it i've started laughing yeah. i haven't even read what the thing is and i'm laughing because i know that annie is going to come with the fire so
1: funny so witty i had a feeling it was annie when you mentioned the savage Fenty because <laughs> <laughs> she teases me about that so i was like oh, okay Definitely gonna be her. Thank you. No, and
0: you're a real one. I love that message. Okay, what's the final magnificence letter? I've kind of like tried to collate them. um Some, you know, like you get to the point that some letters are so old that I'm just like, I'm not going back to them now. Yeah, right? but I'm. Um,
1: How old? I mean, it's so old. you think the person might even forget they wrote it? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
0: But but this one isn't. This is. Um. This was recent. Um, it says here share your magnificence hello um, hello again Kalechi and Sadiq I'm emailing to nominate you both for share your magnificence wow I know I nominated you not that long ago but you continue to outdo your magnificence on a daily basis lockdown has been rough for me and many others but every Monday I get so much joy from you listening to you joke cuss out deserving individuals and educate us there have been times recently where I feel like I'm walking down the street and suddenly a car pulls up and all the angels hop out and they just start rocking me God is over here over there filming it on a nokia phone while life beats me mercilessly you always remind me that even though sometimes you might be like god what the fuck are you doing to my life it's all part of the big plan your tarot readings have spoken to me so much recently and had to um and uh, had to drop a few bad mind people out of my life and now i'm confident it was the right decision so i'm deeply thankful for that you and Sadiq's relationship reminds me of me and my brother. Sadiq, you are truly hilarious and have full-on snorted at some of your comments. I'm eagerly awaiting Kolechi's greatest hits album, which will hopefully feature you on the Oh, ad-libs. Oh, yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. I'll be heavily credited on that album. Don't you try Like me. Blue Ivy. Yes. <laughs> thank you like assad <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: um i hope you're both covered in blessings and abundance as we move towards the end of the year and pray 2021 will be prosperous for you and yours love and light always um p.s i'm finally moving to south london and my first stop once places can safely open up is the studio i've been wanting to start pole for ages but i've always felt insecure and anxious as i'm plus size i'm, I'm hearing your criticisms of the pole industry um, I didn't want to attend just any studio, anyhow, because if it was run by a witch, I would not want any line. Um, I want I wouldn't want to line any racist pockets. But I see how you encourage people of all genders, shapes, and sizes to uh, to poll, and can't wait to start. You'll be great. You'll be great at it. You'll I know be you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be just fine. Just fine. Like you'll have the best time, especially with my teachers. Them Naramp ramp. Like you'll be good. <laughs> like you'll, you'll you'll definitely
1: be good. Thank you. So that's
0: that for share your magnificence. Should we jump straight into so you mad?
1: So you mad? So you mad? Mad, bro. why
0: are you mad I, I've, I've always been saying I wanted to do an ad lib for that so I can just play it when it's like now it's time for So You Mad why are you mad, are you mad? mad. Um, first So You Mad, mad <laughs> the heart of the matter which is what I wanted to call this episode Ooh. Kevin Hart.
1: Kevin Hart.
0: So fill us in because you were in the room. I came to see the remnants. I came to come and see the, the, the destruction. D- the, the destructions <laughs> that happened after.
1: Well, we'll start with why he joined the room, right? So, so uh, if, what, what
0: room? Where are we? Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. We're talking about Clubhouse for those who don't know. Clubhouse is heavily on the rise. So you're going to hear us talking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So it was talking about this Clubhouse app. Now, the main thing is, is that Kevin Hart has come out with this special. I think it's called Zero Fucks Given. Yes. Yeah and there's been a few problematic comments and i think the main problematic comment he made was in where he called his daughter a hoe for liking three different guys in three weeks or whatever his daughter's like a 13 year old girl she's a small girl um it's expected um Anyways, so there is this clubhouse room one day, a couple days ago, and the name of the clubhouse room was, is Kevin Hart funny? Now, when the room first started, I think it was started by a guy called Marlon. He's a podcaster. He's quite known on social media and whatnot. Mm. But when the room first started, it was a general discussion as to, is Kevin Hart still funny? Even beyond this new special that he's just dropped. You know, when was the last time Kevin Hart really made you chuckle? Mm. And so people were kind of just discussing that. Lo and behold, kevin hart joins the room and as you can imagine when when you're when the person that is being discussed joins room it of course changes the whole kind of vibe of the room so he joined as the speakers now and um, i wasn't here for this bit but there was a there's a journalist her name is she's a hip-hop and um i think she's a hip-hop music journalist her name is Wana. um why did i say that in american accent
0: but that's how you some names you
1: have to say with an it, american you, accent because they're american there is true. if
0: you say it the way that we would wana. say it wana, <laughs> yeah. wana,
1: it, <laughs> it don't make sense wana. but no thanks for that it's true you have to say it like that but wana um she joined and she asked uh, from what i know she asked a very simple question just which was you know how do you feel to kevin how do you feel about the reactions to you calling your daughter a home And apparently the men literally flew in and like there was caping for Kevin Hart. They're trying to save him like, oh, no, he didn't mean it like that, you know, and all of this and all of that. Um, But I really want to start from where I kind of joined. And from what I observed, Kevin seems to have this habit or... There seems to be this theme where he talks down to women, black women especially. Now, when this was brought up, Kevin, Kevin um, said, oh, we're, we're on Clubhouse. It's a it's an audio room. How am I meant to know who's black?
0: Shut up. Like, Shut what? Up. What? When what? people have their profile pictures right, there. you have the
1: profile pictures up there. And fam, all you see
0: are faces. All you see are faces. Like that's all you see on Don't Clubhouse. Don't
1: ever try that. Like literally. And even with that, okay, let's let's say Clubhouse didn't even have the profile pictures, fam. I know a black person when I'm talking to them over the phone. Fam. Don't you try that. Fam. I know a black voice when I hear it. So there was a lot of that. A lot of him. A lot of um, you know, women asking him questions and him replying. Okay, okay, okay. Let me break this down for you slowly. Let me break this down for you slow. If
0: I break your head, right. you short stack.
1: But when the- <laughs> <laughs> You that looks like you've been broken. Where's your other? Where's your other where's the other beat? Where's, the other, beats where's, the, of where's you? the other half? Can of you, you imagine?
0: Looking like a broken so- action figure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's talking like that now. I'm noticing that. And then when he's talking to the guys, it's more of like a Pally Pally thing. And I I I I clocked onto it because like I was saying, like, as a former bully, <laughs> like. <laughs> no and talk, i'm not talk on it so i have to yeah, i'm not i'm, I'm not proud of it i was i was that way inclined in secondary <laughs> school and to make matters worse i went to all boys school as well so as a as a former bully you you i know the like the tips and tricks that you use to kind of get guys to laugh along with you and to kind of like make someone um the clown the victim or whatever you want to call it so he was doing a lot of like sniggering a lot of like like I said, con- condescending to the to, to the women. And you notice that whenever he was talking, the men will come off mute to snigger and laugh and all wow. of this and, and do all of that. Yeah. And then um, there was this one lady, her name was Edel, Ed- Edel, I want to say. And she asked um, a question. I can't remember what she asked, but everybody just started jumping on her and then in response to people jumping on her she called the guys dick riders yeah and that's where it all went kind of left left, because all the guys were just they were just not having that that you know that she would call them that and they started jumping on her and you know kevin was very careful to not get involved in them arguing over him yeah but he it's not like he said he's not like he told one of the guys any the guys to yeah, stop do you ethical, get I me mean? he right. didn't he didn't there was no kind of accountability for that and again he was just he he spoke very rudely and he he really wanted to make out like he had a really good time on clubhouse and maybe it started off that way but it definitely definitely didn't end that way so then he wanted to spin the story he came on twitter I was saying oh had such a good and insightful time on Clubhouse. Let me tell you what he was doing. Kevin Hart was doing what Beyonce did after Solange beat Jay-Z in that elevator. So <laughs> you see when, you see when Beyonce came out to the paparazzi and she was smiling and waving, that's what Kevin Hart was doing. He was trying to save face. Yes,
0: yeah. But Beyonce didn't know at that point, even that, that there was a recording. It was recording, <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. So she's just like, well, someone just got broke up in the lift, but we, we moved, right, you know? Right, right. And so he's now thinking, oh, well, n- all of these people, th- the vast majority of people have not seen what happened on Clubhouse. So I can come out here and say what I need to say. Forgetting that, that shit is recorded in terms of it's recorded in our minds and we're going to keep talking about it. You can't just, like, those 5,000 people that were in your room talking with you also have Twitter accounts. So those 5,000 people will come here and tell everybody else what just
1: happened. And what happened, yeah, exactly that. And... You know, even when I think about it being there being five thousand people in the room, I don't think that was even enough to even get him enough heat. It didn't. It didn't get enough heat. But wow. I, don't, I don't know if you felt that way. I just don't feel like it, it got enough. heat. obviously he was trending, but he didn't get enough heat for some of the things he was saying. And I just think to myself, like, was it a good idea for you to join the room? Like, should he have really joined the room that's called "Is Kevin Hart Funny"?
0: But that's where I want to start from. Mm-hmm. Your where does your narcissism in this life take you? If I was on Clubhouse and somebody had started a room that said, um, are Kelechi's videos funny? I'm not joining the room. No. But I'm not, because for the fact that you've already set up that premise, is that there is a likelihood that my videos aren't funny. Do to I want to sit there to you? So do I want to come and come into the room to now be, is Kelechi's podcast good? Like, why would I be joining the room unless I'm coming to come and defend myself, which means I'm coming from a place of defend, defensiveness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we're, gonna argue, like yes. we're going to argue. Like, we're going to argue. And then my pick feelings up on that. are going to be hurt. Yes. And some of you, the, the ones who don't believe that, for the fact that I've showed up in the room, you now see me on the back foot that oh well i must care about your opinion the moment you enter the room you let people know that you care about their opinion mm-hmm. i would have scrolled past or i would have created my own room and said my podcast is funny you know like just to counter that narrative and yes. because of my name people will come into my room not yours yes
1: and that's totally fine you can because on clubhouse you can make whatever room you want yes but you know i feel like it's just you know having having that being in that room it just kind of comes back to the point that like black men they're just not outraged enough by some of the things that I guess black men are doing as well. And, uh, and uh, some of the things that we're seeing in the world, because, you know, when, it, when we go back to his original comment about his daughter it's very violent
0: so the way that he sets up the joke if you haven't seen it because i don't want you to go and hate watch it and then then he'll be tweeting oh well look at everybody watching it people are watching it so i'll just give you the premise of it so like he sets up the joke first of all the um special takes place in his house so it looks to me like he's had strangers come in his house and during a panoramic he's had them come in his house wearing these flimsy masks some of them look like they're wearing two masks they're not even know. wearing it over their nose <laughs> you know? and they're there and he's doing this special in his home Um, leaving his pregnant wife and children upstairs he goes downstairs and I think that that's important as well like let me tell you why that's important because the way that we are introduced um, to that special is that we see him upstairs with his family his daughter the one that he goes downstairs to call a hoe Mm -hmm. is literally therefore upstairs you're calling me a hoe while I'm just upstairs So I can't even come and back my own case downstairs. So he does that. Oh, family man, let me go downstairs. And I've got these random people sitting in um, the basement in my lounge. And I'm going to do the special. And he goes, so my daughter, he's like, he's talking about his son being dumb, which I also don't like. But whatever. He said, so my daughter, she came home from school and she said, oh, I have a crush on Matt or whatever, and then he comes, and he's like, okay, you know, you do you, baby girl, because and then she comes back the next week, and she's just like, oh, I've got a crush on this person now, no longer Matt, because blah, 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 and he's like, uh, okay, okay, well, that's fine, you, you go and do that, and then he says, she comes back the third week, and she's like, oh, those guys are outdated, they're outplayed, now I've got a new crush, remember, she's just saying crush, she just, she just seen them, it's just a crush, he goes, oh, and that's the moment I realized that my daughter's a hoe. She's a hoe. And how do I bring her back from this? So I'm calling other hoes to ask them.
1: Is this is, how it started? Is
0: this how it started? And so for me, it's just like, I feel like he had this, when we talk about comedy and we talk about how you layer, um, um, a, how you layer a story in order to reach your, your punchline, he had set it up. Technically, the joke should have worked but the content of the joke was fucked Mm -hmm. you know you could you could use that same build-up for something else and you the punchline would bang but you not your daughter you don't punch down to me comedy is shit comedy if you are punching down and this is what a lot of comedians do not want to uh, um, appreciate and acknowledge. That if you're talking about, oh well, you know, we make jokes about everybody, and that's fine. We're in this society running jokes about black girls who are already hypersexualized and adultified in our community. When we know that men like R. Kelly, Dutch Avelli, are running around dating, dating my back foot, mm-hmm. abusing and grooming fourteen-year-olds, fifteen-year-olds, sometimes even younger. When we know that these things are happening in our society, you cannot come and uh, hypersexualize your own daughter just off the basis of her having an innocent crush, this is something that we do not do to boys, because if your your son came to you, week one, I have a crush on this girl, week two, um, week two, I have a, a crush on this girl, week three, I have a crush on this girl now, you're not going to call him that, because we love to call um little boys, oh, players, oh, you know, he's going to be, you know, a ladies man, and da da you're already setting them up, you're already sexualizing them, but in a way that you are giving them power Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't do that to um to women you don't do that to little girls you're not doing that to them instead what you're doing is already vilifying them already policing their um, sexuality from such a young age it's vile on so many levels and the thing is i know that people articulated this to him i'm not the only one that could articulate it to him in this way you are not the only one that could articulate it to him in this way but out of the two of us he's likely to listen to you yes but you're not going to be on stage to have that conversation and if you were even if he disagreed with you he's not going to talk to you in the tone that he was talking to them women so i'm going to break this down to you slowly Slowly. and it's the deliberate obtuseness that he would have used as well like i would have probably made these points and he'll go i i don't get what you mean like could you start again because maybe it's your accent but i'm not you know like that's what they do they stall yes and then deflect yes and then move the conversation elsewhere yes
1: and then but and i think if there's this growing trend of you know you people approaching black men with issues and, there's, and then calling it negativity. Yes. And I think it's just so reductive. It's, 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 it's dismissive. It's not even reductive. It's so dismissive. Oh, guys, let's stop this negativity. And then comparing it to how white people receive their celebrities. I'm just like, nah, it's lame. And sorry, it mirrors the situation with T.I. and his daughter, how T.I. was talking about how he checks her, um, hymen. He checks her hymen. Personally... I would I felt like T.I. should have been arrested. I don't know if that's a bit <laughs> No, I, I don't think, know if that's I, a bit like I, radical, but I feel like he should have there should have been something that happened where he should not he shouldn't he's he should not even be allowed in her bedroom. Yeah. Because it that that again is as is violent. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Because it's what, what's gonna happen now if the hymen's not there, whatever you call it. What's gonna happen? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And why are you thinking about down there? And my thing is like he Kevin is not foreseeing how it's going to affect his daughter growing up because it's like kids watch kids know about that stuff now the kids know that you've said that about her now
0: yes and other kids are they so know like, yes children commit suicide even your daddy thinks you're a hoe yeah even your, oh my god children are committing suicide over cyberbullying, and you've just made a special where you are calling your own daughter a hoe like how how is that not computing? Like what is not fucking clicking for you?
1: Right. And they do you not understand that with the amount of sick men that we have in this world, how you are now putting her at risk?
0: That's my point. You've hypersexualized the girl off the bat. So then now that's what they're going to view her as like, well, you said she's a hoe. So like I'm just trying to, you know, get get in there. Right. So like it's it's, it's problematic Seriously. on so many levels and I just don't know why he is refusing to see that. He could argue back and forth when they were telling him about the cowboys and indians party that he had for his child and people were like you know that that whole narrative is very violent and you shouldn't as a black person be perpetuating that he was arguing back and forth what's he and what's her name ellen came to come and back him so now he's talking about oh well you know why is it that black people are the only ones who want to tear each other down are you a fucking idiot when you came to the uk and your o2 show sold out who was seeing you there was it white people you fucking short stack you little devil who was it that was buying tickets to come and see you it's
1: crazy looking
0: like stiltskin. <laughs> who was the one that was buying tickets to come and see you
1: it's crazy how these people, they switch. Yeah. How they switch. Because my thing is that if, you know, if your audience builds you up and you're, and you let's, let's not even fuck around. Kevin Hart's audience was blackity black, black, black yeah. up until I want to say 2012, 2013. So Kevin started to do more commercial yeah. kind of like white movies yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. That's when he, you know, he, he started to get more of the white audience. But for a while, your audience was very, very, very black. People like me loved you from Soul Plane. Yeah do you know what i mean so i I think it's this it's this thing where celebrities feel like they don't black celebrities rather black male celebrities Mm -hmm. just to expand they feel like they don't have a sense of responsibility to their audience or to their community and i think that is the most fucked up thing i found out about it or it first became kind of like real to me when i watched the last dance you know the um how am I going to forget the best Co- basketball? Michael Kobe, Jordan?
0: Kobe Bryant. Not Kobe Bryant. Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael yeah. Jordan.
1: When I, when I watched his documentary and you know they were talking about um how he had the opportunity to endorse a black politician mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. and he chose not to and that guy was lost mm-hmm. and they all blamed him about it. And I feel like that was when I realised that for a lot of black men they feel like they can rise above
0: accountability
1: accountability and everything and else and responsibility for their, for their, community, for their yeah. community and i just feel like kevin hart is doing exactly that right now if black women are appealing to you and saying to you as a black woman do you know the comments you made about your black daughter is make made me very uncomfortable that should be something he's he, he should have no response to
0: you're using that um that denigration of your daughter also to make money we can't right. ignore that it's not like you just said it in a video um on 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 instagram and it just went in your stories no you said that in a special in expecting a, that special to do well a
1: whole netflix special that will be around for years to come right so i'm, I'm interested to see what tori thinks Tori's his um his ex-wife that's the mama but whatever, whatever,
0: whatever she thinks, it doesn't matter because he doesn't care. This is somebody who you as a and we have to be specific about the fact that she was a darker skinned woman in comparison to this one that he's with now, Nico. right? Right? Um, she's a dark skinned and black woman. You used she was the butt of your jokes for the longest time, in order for you to get your rise to fame right and then you did and then discarded her upon cheating on her aggressively discarded her and um, upgraded yourself to a lighter brighter model Mm -hmm. who you still ended up cheating on anyway Mm -hmm. but i want to go to that cheating you have no one around you to hold you um, accountable for the fuckery that you do because a whole grown i want to say grown but you didn't grow very far (laughs) But, (laughs) but you and your great back self like you're a bigger man well even that but you're there right and you've gone and cheated on your wife and then we're watching men in this other special that you did saying, I should have been there for him, man. I should have been there for him. That was a tough time, man. What was I, tough should, I, should, I should have been there to protect him from all of these women that are trying to get at him. Are you a fucking idiot? Are you a fucking idiot? You're telling me that he does not have the self-restraint and he doesn't have the wherewithal to be like, you know what? I'm in a committed partnership. I took some vows that i want to honor so please leave me alone please take your pussy away thank you so much for the offer but no you can put that back in its packaging thank you so much i won't be having any today and i
1: won't be putting my pregnant wife at risk
0: right but you did not feel the need to do that how many women were even in that room because it was more than one look at you and your short stare itself taking more than you can handle but you, there was more than one woman in that room. And it's only because you were being blackmailed that you <laughs> came out. But, see, short men are also stingy. Because you didn't want to part with money mm, is why you came out. Why you forward. came forward. I
1: thought when I said it, because if you had shame, you would have kept it quiet. You would have paid that money. <laughs> oh, brilliant point. Brilliant, brilliant You're point. You're just
0: short and stingy. Yeah, that's why you then try to flip the narrative that some people are trying to ruin me and I've got a target on my back. Well, it the target's so low down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you are not, like, you're not a hot, please.
0: Please, please behave yourself. And it's the way that black men are complicit and enable, they're enablers of other black men to do these violent things. That is what we're seeing here. You went and cheated on your pregnant wife so we're hoping that you would have learned from the first time that you were disrespecting your first wife, but you haven't. So that's shown that even when you've you feel like you've upgraded in your life, you still. They, so that's something within you that you need to address because it's not about the woman any. It's yes. never about the other person. It's about you and the insecurities and the 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 um the illusion of um, lack and scarcity that that ex- exists within yourself. That is what the issue is. But the fact is that you made this choice. You made this decision. Yet other men are coming to say that they should have protected you. They should have kept these women at bay from being able to lure you because obviously it's the women's fault for luring you into their nest and and into their snare and 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 devouring you mm-hmm. and then recording it you had no part to play mm-hmm. in that what I, a fucking idiot and, I,
1: and I, I'm just a bloody liar as well it's just a bloody bloody liar i feel like he is i think he's going to regret it
0: of course, no, I think he's, he's definitely. Regret it. He's and, regret it. But what pissed me off was the. Because I came in to see the aftermath. And so I'm seeing other people setting up rooms now talking about oh, the treatment of Kevin Hart is going to make other celebrities not want to join, Don't join. Clubhouse.
1: Fuck off Don't join
0: Like why is that your concern Other people wanting to join Clubhouse Like because of the way Kevin Hart was treated Kevin Hart shouldn't have been a fucking idiot then You know it's really really that simple Yes. And And again it's a black woman that started this room And I know that in the room that you were in Black women were there moving mad as well Because you two you're also enablers Mm -hmm. All for the sake of hashtag black love Make it a love that makes sense Not this bondage (laughs) Not this fucking spiritual bondage That you want to be in Make it be a black love that makes sense Hashtag black love It's not about enabling black men to continue being violent towards you get your mind out of the fucking gutter Jeez. so like black women are also we're also in that room basically defending him and then uh, black women went to go and create the other room about oh celebrities aren't going to join clubhouse and people were trying to say to her that no what he did was bad mind and what you also failed to mention is that the one man that came to come and defend the women in the room that kevin hart was in was a white man was a
1: white man was a white man. And I will also give it to this other guy as well who is a black guy. His name is Mouse. I think he features on The Grapevine. Ugh, I think people yeah. know him on the Grapevine TV who we're not really big fans of. But yeah. yeah. He was he was really talking up the things as well. But it was the white guy who really made that standout point, which was whenever a woman black woman talks on hair, all the men shout her down or mm. talk over her. He's and he's 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 he and he's talking as a man as well. And he says, As I'm talking to you guys right now, you're not even talking over me. Yeah. So ah it's 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 very interesting clubhouse is an interesting phenomenon i want to see how it continues to evolve and, and what celebrities join. I also want to mention Joe Budden joined and he kept, uh, he kn- kept
0: quiet. Do you, do you know the black girl has been wanting like, him. <laughs> the black
1: girl has been wanting him. They, I joined another room after and one of the black girls was like, did Joe Budden say anything? Did Joe Budden say anything? What did Joe Budden say? What did Joe Budden say? What did you like literally, because they will cut, they will deal with you, Joe. So don't you ever Don't
0: even open your mouth. I was in the room the other day. Um, well last night, I think it was at the time of recording this and Joe Budden was in the room and they were talking about some freaky things things that they like doing he was just like i'm gonna admit i'm gonna admit it like i like being choked oh. and i wish i could have been on that stage because <laughs> i would have said you like being choked interesting <laughs> you also like choking your partner yes you also like choking your partners And causing they cons- miscarriages oh did they consent to that you know the way that again it's black women that all everyone seems to like be protecting these men these male celebrities in these spaces so the fact that people went and created breakout rooms afterwards talking about oh you know, um, but, uh, but celebrities aren't going to want to join Clubhouse when what just happened to Kevin Hart happened. What they don't want to be held accountable, or they're going to come and they're going to have more of a filter in the things that they say. That's fine, but I'm still going to hot you up. Yep. So, so, it is what it is. You yep. can not say anything back, but you're still going to get hot. You're still going to get hurt. And, and the only way you're going to be able to deal with it is you're if you're the moderator of the room, so you can create the room. Let me come on stage. The moment you don't like what I'm saying, back into the audience and, and, send me and out just the room. on that
1: point though, I think that's what is kind of uh, interesting about Clubhouse. I think that's I think celebrities will continue to. Come, yeah, but they will they will have their room set up in a way where, fam, we're just going to be the audience. There is no way, and they'll turn off the hand raising. Yeah, they'll turn off hand hand raising. Only only bring their friends up stage, and then that's how they will do it. And I think if that's how they want to do it fine so we always have that choice to join the room or not or create our own room we'll
0: create the room we'll see how you're moving and then we'll go okay. and start another conversation yeah. whilst about that you. room is running and you will
1: see people leaving <laughs> we'll ping people into people the room
0: messy. Yes. they'll come into your room they'll be like uh-huh, uh-huh, and they'll go into the room that's absolutely dragging yes and you. they'll go back into the room yes. and tell tell and you t- what's and, happening and bring you more information yes so, so it, we'll just do it that way so there's still there's still a way for people to still have their conversations and you'll see the title of the room what the fuck are they saying over there you yep. know like you'll see you'll still see it but it's just just interesting to me that when he was being challenged he was telling the moderator to move someone to the audience. Oh yes,
1: I forgot to mention that as well so one of the girls um, it was, I think it was Edo Edel, Edel, I want to say it did the two ways just in case mm. Um, she was like, she after she made her comment or whatever, he was like okay can we move her back to the audience now, can we move her back to the audience and luckily a, an, another uh woman was a moderator and the, the woman was like I'm not comfortable moving her, if she wants to move she can move but I'm not comfortable moving her um and back to the audience, I'm not going to do that, like she said that to Kevin I was Good. like good girl good good girl i should
0: go and silence another person because you don't, like, you don't what... like what
1: she's saying it's fucked oh. and it shows it really shows that mentality that a lot of them have like if he if you're gonna walk into a room like that <laughs> no, this is a virtual room <laughs> <laughs> if, you're gonna, if you're gonna go into a clubhouse room like that you need to go with no you need to go as humble as possible do you get me or not no
0: no but my guy said guys treat me like a regular person just treat me like a regular y'all go ahead just treat me like a regular person then they started treating you like a regular person they like it
1: <laughs> you want to you wanted you to know, like, you, wanted, it? you wanted to move back you wanted her to move back to the audience right. regular person can't request that right huh?
0: you firm it firm <laughs> it firm the L because this is what gets me about these comedians like you must be sensitive as fuck because you all want to run jokes like you're not sensitive like it's everybody else taking your jokes the wrong way but now you're in a room where real everyday real life everyday people are telling you about your class and you can't take it so mm, you should rethink that career Mm boom. really rethink it because no it it was just mad it was just mad seeing how everything played out but i ended up going into another room where i felt like they were having they call that room critical thinking on this app and i thought that's my room and we were genuinely having the conversation that needed to be had that wasn't being had in that oh celebrities won't come to clubhouse room because that woman that was moderating was just being a fucking idiot and she was there going um Guys, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I, I'm from Chicago, okay? And um my my father's in prison. And whenever I speak to my whenever I speak to my father, he said to me, he's always said to me that um, you know, like you gotta show respect. You can't talk to a man in, in, in some type of way. You gotta show respect. And I'm you know, I'm not saying that like um, you know, you gotta show everybody respect. But if you're calling men dick riders... Where I'm from in Chicago, you calling men dick riders? I'm a woman of God, but I can tell you that some things would have gone down. You don't talk to men like that. And I just thought, you're so concerned about how the men were being talked to, but you and your cunt of self are not worried about how your fellow women were being talked to and talked over. Ugh. Like, some women just have their priorities fucked birds. up. Like, ah, uh, like, but it was just, yeah, it was just interesting to me how the whole thing played out. But I'm glad he got dragged. And if he comes back again, like, they should deal with him again. There's no room that he will enter and that suddenly the conversation won't switch. No. They could be talking about paint on the wall. He enters and like, so oh, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs>
1: Literally. And I love that about the room, the way you kind of just abruptly go walk in. It's like, oh, oh, Kevin's here. <laughs>
0: No, I need to start more rooms. The room I had the other day was really, really good. Just um, checking in on dark-skinned black women, how they're doing. We had such a great, great conversation and people want me to do another room. But I'm just trying to kind of uh, manage my energies at the moment. Just like the tarot said, I feel like I give so much to other people and I barely have enough for myself and which can lead to me feeling resentful and be like nobody cares it sounds
1: like you need to put a cash app in your bio
0: you know I was thinking about this the yeah. other day but I thought maybe it's too tardy no
1: no no a lot of the women are doing it put the cash up in your bio because sometimes you know if you drop like some fire knowledge someone might just want to you know give you $50
0: and I do be dropping because I see them that when dropping. people do flicking their mics at yeah mean.
1: exactly so it's, let's change those those, those flicking of the mics into cash apps into the ping 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 yeah you know into those what about
0: my ching 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 <laughs> yeah into those
1: money not you know when munzo I, I don't have munzo but my friends do when you get paid when, when people put money into your account it makes like a kaching sound oh really yeah that's what you need to be hearing when you are No, i knowledge. need
0: to put it but i think it's just because sometimes i'm so used to like this, this some of these wayward uh, black brits who are like why are you lot begging for money online why are you begging for money online but i feel like no you're not understanding the transactional nature of social media as we are finding it in this day and age the fact is like you man get so much free knowledge from me like yes i've got patrons yeah so my patrons support me but in a grand scheme of the number of people that follow me on social media who benefit from the things that i do my patrons i've got what 170 something patrons but how many followers do i have across social media and you'll just be chomping chomping all the things that i'm putting out not that i'm necessarily expecting anything in return but fam if you are truly appreciative yes you don't have to do a monthly subscription thing but you could go and drop a young three dollars five dollars because oh, all no, of that no, no, let's that, let's that <laughs> no, no.
1: sorry sorry i just want to Cool. sorry because i know sometimes you get in your flow i just want to really clear something up to the listeners guys i don't want to see no free five dollars fifty dollars minimum and look look and this is not money shaming anyone or anything like that look if you don't have it to give don't give it please wow but i do not want any any deposits of i don't want to, i don't want to see any free five ten i want it minimum fifty dollars fifty pounds so i just want to correct that because that's not what that's those are not my standards I don't want anyone to think, Oh gosh, let me just give let me just give Sadiq something and it's three pounds, God forbid, please. You're putting me in a worse position by giving me three pounds, so please don't.
0: Yeah, so again, that's the lesson as to worth knowing your worth, <laughs> knowing your worth. There because you go. I'm just like, but no, honestly, I'll probably add it because at the moment my bio just says a baby girl and a baby. Yeah, no, girl. put the
1: cash up in there, let people know because you know people are generous and stuff. So and
0: Americans just have a different mentality oh to how they consume God, they knowledge. Do. Like they don't see it as a thing. Like, oh, you got your cash up. Oh, here you go. Maybe Joe Bottom will even see my cash up there one day. I'm dropping fire knowledge, and he's like, okay, sure. Let me give her money. I and mean, I'll, think, I'll still cost you, but I'll, take I'll you. still take the
1: money. And that's and that's what I like about you because you are the same in that sense. Where I'm never going to say no to money. No, no, I'm never. You're not gonna offer me something, and I'm gonna say, I don't care who you are, I'll take it. We'll still cuss you out. <laughs> you got I me? Mean. Money makes everything okay. So,
0: yeah, they say money makes the world go around and it makes my mouth go around. I, I'll still cuss you. Whoa, same way, pause. same way.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> pause, pause, <laughs> pause.
0: Think about that oh, yes. one again.
1: Yes, please.
0: Because <laughs> so, you're good
1: with your words, so that seemed to. that's seemed. If too you, <laughs> you, it just, it, you just, it just flowed a bit too smoothly. That one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like there are certain things that you can say on the show, but then you still remember that. Oh, I'm still recording it with my sibling. Yeah, and I still think about when you thought you saw a condom in my.
1: <laughs> and, uh, can we not talk about that, please? <laughs>
0: that That was hilarious anyway moving on um tiktok so i was watching a clip of the real um the real not the read my favorite podcast no the real which is a show um on american tv and the host is kind of like loose women but um in america and it's got black women um and they were having a conversation about how prisoners are on tiktok
1: hmm yep
0: and um um giselle uh was asking is it giselle Bouvet or garcelle 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 and um they were she asked because she was hosting that one day she asked um how the other women felt about prisoners being able to be on tiktok and from the um the clips that they showed which i also had a problem with i know that the prisoners themselves have put their faces on tiktok but it's the fact that they also broadcasted their faces as well yeah, like on the yeah, show yeah. and then the guys are like making tacos showing you like quick ways of making tacos or doing dance well, not... routines or whatever and then um what's the name of that one um it t- was the black woman t- t-
1: no no oh, no um um Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie. Yes, love. yes, yes, Lonnie. yes,
0: mm-hmm. yes. So she's now like, um, I've got to be honest, I'm not okay with that. I am not okay with these prisoners being on TikTok. They they, they they, are on the internet. Like, you, you should, you are in prison. You should not be having fun. <laughs> and I was just like, really? what? And they, 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 basically, they all kind of agreed. And that one that used to be in 3LW, adriana yes her she was like oh well you know um i guess it depends on what they have done because you you know there are people who are in prison and it is because of cannabis charges but we know that people are making money nowadays when it comes to cannabis so i don't have an issue i guess with that but so i guess it's what they've done like if you have um, killed somebody hurt somebody's family then yeah i, I just think it, it depends on that so she was trying to kind of like
1: give another side to it yeah Fair. she could have gone she could have run further with the point
0: right right so to um, so to me, I just want all of them to shut their fucking mouth.
1: Yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation though because it's like, you know, there's certain prisoners that if they were to have a phone, yeah, they could cause some harm. So like, you know, like say you're in prison for attempted murder, mm-hmm. you know, the person who the person who put you there, and you know, you know the person who put you there, mm-hmm. you know their family, you've now got a phone now, you can now arrange for something to happen to them. Okay, so but, but is, I
0: would counter that. Mm-hmm if i'm really about it mm. if i'm able to get someone killed mm. do you think that it's a freaking phone that i would rely on to finish the job do i not get visitors can i not write letters yeah. that i can still like yeah, if so i if, if i want you gone
1: i will i can make i can, I can make, make sure it happen of it. no fine but
0: more time these people are using the phones to talk to their family and for because right because the, the way that you you man have created the whole system is that for them to even have access to the phone is a long thing. How long can they even speak on the phone? Mad, like you, the hours that they're able to use the phone, their family might not even be available in mm-hmm. that at time to be able to speak to
1: them. Mm-hmm. So they, and it's expensive.
0: And it's expensive. Especially if you're looking at America when you've got to do collect calls and all of mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how well, that's m- where
1: you can collect calls when you can reverse the charges, right? Yes, okay. reverse
0: charge, yeah. So... You're, it's literally so expensive for people, but if they get a young phone, it can be topped up any which way. So I just think that when we're talking about, oh well, they could be doing this. Like, if I want to do the crime, I can do it while I'm doing the time. None of you man will stop <sighs> me. I will do what I want to do. Fair. So, but what we're seeing with these videos is that they just wanted to do tr- dance routines. And yeah, and it's
1: food. all it's all really fun stuff. And I and I get it. I do. I just I don't know. I think I'm a bit different to how you feel. I feel like there there does need to be some sort of like regulation to it though, because I think that's that's the aspect we see. We see the TikTok, we see all the happy mm. stuff, but there's still some damage that can be done with people having access to a phone. And even when, yeah. when I think about like, you know, victims, if I'm thinking about, you know, someone who's maybe been a victim of sexual harassment or rape or anything like that, like some people are sick there's some people can, can get a phone and they, they could be trying to now reach out to that person to that victim and you think to that the, the psychological effects that that will have on that victim and their family not feeling protected enough even with that person still being in prison i know that seems like an extreme no
0: it's not an extreme but it's, it's fair to mention it but yeah. I just think at the end of the day they are outside you know, so if that's no, the case, and, and that's happening, they can let them know that this person is still contacting me, and then the the the, the prison or whatever, what and happened, they'll do, yeah, whatever they, could, they do to you, right? Yeah. Because you're going to show your ass at some point, and it can be traced back to you. You know, f- phones get into prisons all of the time. You know, and they get access to the internet and things like that. I feel like there are a number of things that are happening there. Like Lonely Long Love also mentioned about, oh, and they've got cash apps on their bios. <laughs> um, you know, they're showing their cash apps, and I'm just like, so what's your problem? She's like. Oh, but they could be using the money to do all sorts in prison. Right.
1: Well, yeah,
0: they probably just want to get themselves food. They can get family members to transfer them the money and Mm -hmm. they can buy themselves food. But it's funny because you're actually okay with them working for free because when they're in, when they're in prison, you know they're barely being paid if at all for the services like what wasn't one prison they were making victoria's secret um garments yes, whatever, yes, lingerie. That right and then there's even another one that someone i saw the other day it's called cartel i want to say it's called cartel i could be wrong um cartel or it's called carcerate something like that Car- called, no no um, no it's a new brand and basically the clothes are made by people in prison
1: and that's the that's the
0: that's their brand. Their that's brand. Their brand. Okay. and it's like, but how much are you paying these people? They went quiet. They didn't want to chat.
1: They're obviously choosing these people because they can pay them way exactly less than anybody else. Prison labor is a thing, right? It's slave labor,
0: right? And that's why my top says what my top says. Um, roses are red. Doritos, Doritos are, are slavery, the, the U.S. US prison, legal, s- prison system is legalized slavery. There you are. And I'll keep that up there. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why people even follow me on, <laughs> on um, Clubhouse. But I love that top because it just says what everything that I think. Like the prison industrial complex is. Um, another strong tenet of capitalism Mm -hmm. because when you were told okay we're going to abolish slavery but how do we keep them you know working for free oh well if they're if they're criminals then they have to continue working for free the 13th amendment and so this is what we're finding um, and this is what's played out for so long but you as a black woman you're using your big chest to now say to people oh well you know they're in prison they shouldn't be having fun they're in prison already they're literally in prison already after experiencing lockdown do you not even understand (laughs) like how how it it feels to be um, limited in what you can do in your own house in your own house
1: so just think about being in prison i i i've i we've had this discussion. I already said to you, I could never do it no oh, i could never do it. i could you could not have me in the prison routine you could i could i could handle i think anyone can handle a jail cell yeah. for a night or two whatever you could never have me in that prison routine. you could never ever I was in a jail me.
0: cell or in a, in a police cell for i want to say twelve hours eight minimum eight hours Uh-oh. time kind of moves so weirdly. It does. There. And the first hour, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I was wearing my hot pants and like my cute wedges and um, a little cute top, like a gingham top. And I had my all <laughs> done. I even came there with makeup. Like it was all good. After four hours, I was just like, yo, I want to go. I don't yeah, want to be here. Get I don't me wanna, out. Get me out. I'm it's... a celebrity. Get me out of here. Um, so I can't imagine what it's like to then be there constantly. And this is why like I feel like it's important to keep like checking in on people that you know and um who are within that system because it it really fucks with people's minds, you know, mm-hmm. and especially with the pandemic happening. You lot weren't confirmed. Why why didn't you do um, a segment concerned um concerning the um COVID nineteen rates mm-hmm. for prison inmates? Um, you didn't do one on that, but you're concerned about them being on TikTok because for them to have any joy bothers you more than them fucking dying within that system. Because the prisoner uh, uh, appeals to that side of us that that wants revenge, you know, and and wants it at any cost. But that. That means that we're going to continue this cycle because if prison systems are not rehabilitative, then they're purely then just um, punitive. Yep. Right. And so they're not serving anybody. And that's why the number of um, 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 inmates that come out and then re-offend is so high. Yep because you're not fixing anything. So yeah, you can keep them in there as long as you want to, but when they come out, because of how little care they've received, they're likely to do the same thing. And you're giving them all of these courses under the sun to do when they're in there. But if the average person, when they come out of business, isn't willing to hire them, are they not going to go back to the same thing that they were doing? You're not having these conversations. The very real conversations that you should be having, it's easier to focus on the fact that, oh, they're on TikTok and they've been given a little bit of money. Yeah, but they're getting more money that they're probably getting from all the work that they're doing day in, day out
1: period. So it's a good point.
0: Yeah. But no, I understand, you know, I'm, I, it's something I'm constantly grappling with. Cause I, I mean, big on me fully had an um, episode where I said, you're going to jail, <laughs> um, which needed to be made because, and I thought that it was interesting that I made that episode about you're going to jail. You will go to jail um, off the back of saying that um, and am off the back of being, um, off off the back of whatever fuckery happened online but noticing that there was a clubhouse room the other day that was like oh normalized fighting when people chat shit online or people move man online and i thought that that was necessary conversation but um, you know other people were in a room making points right saying the fact that sometimes when you have a brand i can't touch you Mm -hmm. i can't touch you the way that i would i would like to touch you so where do we go from here well then you know i'm gonna leave the the long arm of the law to deal with you
1: yep and i always say like I, feel, I think we were discussing it as well i feel like sometimes you need to fight people in three different realms so you've got the <laughs> virtual you've got the virtual realm which is, could be twitter instagram social media whatever it is you deal with them there then i feel the most important um, realm the spiritual realm <laughs> for those who don't know it's where you get your Bab-A-Lowls involved. Do you know what I mean? You have to have a minimum of three of them, and then it's the reality. Then when you see them in person, in the you deal with them in the yeah, physical realm, and yeah. then you, and then you deal with them there. So I always say, yeah, three, three realms. I will deal to keep with you. the in.
0: Energy for all of them. Mm-hmm. Keep the energy for all the realms. Yep. Because if you're not about it, if all you are about is the virtual realm, and you don't know all the other realms you that I die. fuck with, you
1: will die. <laughs> That's, I'm I'm just, I'll cut to the chase. You will die. You'll you'll be gone you will be gone
0: <laughs> so just behave yourself <laughs> because you don't know whose ancestors you're offending with the fuckery that you lot like to come with just because you're feeling a little bit insecure you're a bit threatened by another black woman's success you'll be chatting shit online i me, mm, i've said my own shout anyway moving on to um peter the um the uh, turkey yeah
1: peter they they stress me out boy
0: but i think that they know that they're doing it at this point and they love to antagonize people because i don't understand what other reason that they could have so that's peter is in p-e-t-a um the little fuckers that like to tweet bullshit all the time um, in the name of protecting animals so they put out a, a tweet on thanksgiving and it's a picture of basically a human shaped like a turkey with their head cut off and slices of their like torso, you know, sliced. And a little, um, I think like a, um, a little shrub or a leaf poked inside their bum um, and they're tanned. It, it could almost be a Kardashian. Um, so, so, and it, says here, it says here, imagine if you were the one being stuffed for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs>
1: I want them to know that their ads are not as effective as they think they are. They are actually ridiculous. Oh,
0: my God. But <laughs> the reason I love that is because it's just like, did you not run this wording by anybody? Ooh,
1: I didn't want to even touch on that because I was you like... You
0: did not run this wording by anybody? <laughs> <laughs> because the comments were a fucking mess. Oh, God. More hilarious than I've ever seen. What somebody, somebody put a picture on <laughs> <laughs> People were putting the wildness... People were put in the wildest speeches and people were like, um uh what what was it? One of the lines was like they said, Oh imagine if you were the one being stuffed for Thanksgiving dinner and then other people were like, Well, yes, that's I would love I would love
1: <laughs> I would love that. I would
0: love that. Oh like, god Why are you teasing me? Oh god, no, don't threaten me with a good time
1: <laughs> <laughs> No Peter need they need to chill. I knew they needed to chill when you know they do those um those things where the, the models will be walking the runway yeah. and they will come and dra- drag them off or like throw paint on them. There was one model who really do- dealt with them. I think she was, it was Gigi Hadid. She was must have been walking the Ted Baker show or something like mm-hmm. that. They tried to come for her. The way she pushed her off the stage, and Good. Gigi Gigi kept it moving. Good. She kept it moving. It was very funny. Yeah. But I don't know what these lot are on. Man. No,
0: they they're mad. And that they, they, they there's a way to campaign for animal rights, but I don't I don't think that you care about animal rights. They just have you're, you're, you're just now. You're just you're being inflammatory, and yes. you know that you'll get lots of engagement for tweeting something like this. Because what what have they got? They've got um like twenty thousand retweets plus quote tweets, and then seven point five thousand likes or whatever um but one of the comments somebody said um i don't know about dinner but someone at my house got stuffed before breakfast jesus everyone... christ
1: <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ before breakfast
0: yeah And then someone else says um um oh the, well this was odd they wrote i don't have to because my cousin's coming over oh. <laughs> it's just like you lot are okay. mad like you're
1: very very <laughs> mad um, yeah but they brought out people's madness yeah they brought out people's madnesses. I remember this I have a colleague at work who because I, I was wearing my kind of the goose jacket and the fur on the hood is real I guess mm-hmm. and she really felt to like just stop me and lecture me about it and I thought to myself so if I tried to do this to you about racism how would you, how would you react <laughs> would you ever if react I to this start- if I stopped you I'm walking to my desk you've stopped me to lecture me about me wearing fur. If I stopped you and said, "Do you mind if we just chat about racism for a sec?" Can I, you, can just, I just,
0: you know, the you know, just this outfit that you're wearing. Are you aware of the people who are paid pennies, oh, there you little go. pennies, to make it? Like, can we discuss that? You ready for that chat? Right. No. This lip filler that you're really doing. <laughs> you're really doing up lip filler this day. Who are you trying to emulate? I just want to understand. Be nice to know. Would oh, be lovely to know. But, you know, they don't. They're not ready for those conversations. No. That's why they like to just move mad in, in any be way. And doing
1: Save the Earth and, oh. and, and Animal food. I just feel like there's so much going on right now. I just cannot, I cannot protest animal rights right now. Right I, now. And I wish I had the privilege to be able to just only worry about things like animal rights. Mm. But another day another time
0: right but the only reason I bet you the moment animals start speaking well speaking the language that we understand because they already communicate and they already have their own language but if we were to understand what um animals are saying and they were and they were able to assert themselves I promise you white people would give up on them because they only <laughs> like animals because animals don't chat back oh yes you know that's know why that. they were and, they, and, and initially some of them were enjoying the abolition of slavery because they were like oh but they can't read they can't write so mm-hmm. they'll just go along Those. with us when black people started chatting back in Reading reading the ever, writing. and really writing their bits and publishing it then they we're like oh no fuck these niggas segregation doing... yeah that's forget that don't want any of that so yeah that's why they like animals because animals can't cuss them cuss them to blood clot um then we see that um a funeral employee has been sacked after taking selfies of diego maradona's dead body r.i.p maradona um it says here, a funeral worker tasked with preparing Diego Maradona's body for the soccer legend's wake is out of a job after posing with the body for a disgusting selfie. The funeral wor- a worker allegedly crept up to Maradona's open coffin and gave a thumbs up in the selfie, sparking outrage from the owner of the B- uh, Buenos Aires um, funeral parlor who promptly fired the guy. Um... The English tabloid Mirror Sport, which first reported the story, obtained the photo but opted not to post it on its website. As we reported, the soccer legend uh, died Wednesday after suffering a heart attack. Um, He was recovering from emergency brain surgery earlier this month. Um, as mourners paid their respects around the world with touching tributes, all hell broke loose Thursday in his native country where violence erupted as thousands of mourners tried to force their way into president into the presidential par- palace where Maradona is lying in state uh, cops tried stopping folks from entering the building, following orders from the family fans clash with police who fire tear gas and rubber bullets to control the violent crowd um, we don't know if anyone was injured of course you don't know, that's all you know
1: that guy needs to go to hell. The guy that took the picture, by the way. Yes. He needs to go to hell. I think things like... I just, what I just has social media done to people? Oh, God. I don't have it in me. It makes me think about what they did to Kobe Bryant when, um, you know, the police... Op- these are police officers, right? Yeah. They got to the scene and they were taking pictures of the scene and literally on their personal phones taking pictures of... Because obviously their, their body parts were everywhere. So they were taking oh! pictures of all of that and I just thought to myself that is just oh with that like something like that is in front of you and that is what you pull from your heart to do I just think it's crazy to me it's absolutely crazy to me
0: maradona should have slapped him like woken up
1: and slapped him it will happen one day no, i think that's like, what like, like people. that's to
0: me like i would be able to generate yeah. enough energy yeah, 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 energy yeah. spiritually to just raise myself up one time and what? slap you yeah. and then go back yeah like i'll just say god can i just use my body one last time one yeah. last time because i need to clot this person in their throat yeah. and that's it i'll break your phone there yeah because that is such a disrespect like i don't know what else to think. yeah oh. i can't think of
1: anything worse like it's just because he because he's a legend and i think to myself like you now posing that photo with him you were n- did you now want to now make money off that picture well, and you
0: it, well you sent it you sent it to the mirror and they chose not to post it oh yeah okay. well, but that's what you so said that's yeah. What, yeah so and you wanted chose. to so you wanted to make money off it for being but the wouldn't person? they have
1: paid him already for the picture maybe
0: because they're sick like that because they, they said that like they had it but they chose not they to, chose not to post, so he, they
1: would have had to give him something yeah, yeah. yeah so that's t- that would have totally been up to them yeah no I think it needs to be there needs to be is there a law around this I
0: don't know if there it's is like an
1: invasion of privacy or something there needs to be some sort of law because he but, needs to go to jail but would
0: they put that law in place when um, Britain goes about like grave robbing all the time in the name of archaeology and, po- and taking these people's remains and putting them in um, museums. And it's only the ethnic
1: state what they do that too though. Yeah, when they're always when they when they were digging up the mummies the other yeah. day. Yeah,
0: the mummies that you've been told not to dig up, but you keep going you keep there, Dio
1: going there. They will. one day they will do it, and all of them will just go blind. <laughs> Seriously, all of them but will just so start going many blind.
0: Instances of curses have have been noted and documented when they do these things. Yet they keep going back to do it. Yeah. You f- keep thinking that you're one, you're one, you're a special one that it won't happen to. They'll go blind. Cause They'll go I, blind one day. Because I just don't know. Because you'll stop seeing that thing that you want to go there to do. But it's it's I don't know. I don't know what to make of it because it's it's absolutely wild. Then lastly, for so you mad Justin Bieber.
1: <laughs> oh, this was like probably my favorite story of the week.
0: Do you have his um, post up? Because I thought that that was hilarious. Oh, do I have? I don't have
1: it. Oh, let me let me see. Let me let see. see what I've
0: got. I've got it um here. You got it. Yeah. Let me see. Here we go. So Justin Bieber um was nominated in the pop category at the Grammys. Um, he wasn't happy about this. Biebs was not feeling this. He did not believe that he needed to be in that category. So he said on Insta. To the Grammys, I am flattered to be... He wrote this in... I mean, this is his iOS press release. Clearly, he wrote this (laughs) in notes. says, To the Grammys, I am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes Changes was was and is an R&B album. It is not acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wished to make a project that would embody that sound. For this not to be put into that category feels weird, considering from the chords to the melodies to the vocal style, all the way down to the hip-hop drums (gasps) that were chosen. It is undeniably, unmistakably an R&B album. To be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It just wasn't what I set out to make this time round. My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains and I'm honoured to be nominated either way. He then wrote a caption that says, please don't mistake this as me being ungrateful. These are just my thoughts. Take them or leave them. Thank you to the people who fought for me to even have any nominations.
1: Thank you for your thoughts, Justin Bieber, because what you have demonstrated (laughs) for us is white privilege. Oh, oh. Oh, and I loved it because he did it. There was no thought to it. It came naturally. And I like it when it comes naturally to them because we need to start. We need you guys to start showing yourselves. And that is white privilege at work. Listen to, I was stuck on the fact that he said, I set out. Yeah. To make an R&B album. Are you hearing that entitlement? Yes. That he could wake up one day. Justin Bieber. White boy. And say. I want to make an R&B album. And it can. Not even follow. The technicalities. I'm not even listening to him. His hip hop drums. or All of that now. <laughs> he could, said hip hop could...
0: drums. I said fuck
1: off. Right. And it can just do whatever it like and you could just say, Yeah, no, I because I set out to make an RB album, this is RB. Justin Bieber, by, by all means, fuck you. Yeah. And let me tell you, you are never going to make a better RB album than. No, let, let me not even say RB, you are never going to make a better album than Journals. The journals was. Because what? that is my fucking bah! shit. Oh! I fucking love that album, Justin. <laughs> it's a fucking amazing album. I had a bad day.
0: Oh, that was a chill. But
1: let me tell you, that changes album, I did listen to it, it was not RB, it's pop. Well done for your pop nomination. And be happy for your pop nomination. Be happy
0: for your pop nomination. Grammys are there snubbing other people, yet you still got a nomination. But in your white entitlement, you went, I didn't want this one. I wanted that one over there with the niggers. I want to be part of the black kids. Yes, now walk it out. Walk it out. <laughs> like, like you can sing. We give you that. You can dance. You can one. dance. We give you that.
1: You know? So what more do you want? And this is the thing, though. This is I always feel like... And it's been said many, many times before, but we are not gatekeeping our, we're not gatekeeping our our music properly. We're not, we're not, we're not doing any of that. Like, I feel like in the ways that we should, because like, you know, there are, there are, there are black people who have made black artists rather, who have made amazing R&B albums and they have not received an R&B nomination. Right. You should not be complaining about his nominations, if Summer Walker, sorry, you know, that's my girl. Yeah, yeah. If Summer Walker did not receive uh, a, a nomination for her R&B album, because that was an R&B album. Right.
0: But you got a nomination, but you still want to be here in these spaces crying. And what's funny is that when Beyonce released one kind of track, and then they were, they termed it country, the whites were mad.
1: Oh my God. They, they were, were cra- enraged. They were crazy over Lil Nas X on right. the Old, oh, old oh, Town oh, Road. Right.
0: So we're not allowed into the spaces, even though we can. We know that country music originated from black people, as with a lot of things, but we're not allowed into these spaces that are not now dominated by white people. So, And we can't go, no, this is what I set out to make and therefore this is what it is. People will fight over that. But you can turn around and go well i'm just confused because what i set out to do is this and, it's just, and it gets me that very white way of talking like it's just very weird to me i'm just confused as to how all of this was no you're complaining so stop pretending like yes. you're not complaining you're complaining you're throwing a tantrum and we can all clearly and see it's it
1: such an unnecessary tantrum as well because when you if you look at music if you look at the history of music it will benefit you to be a to pop. be in the pop category it benefits you but again, it's about
0: colonising spaces. And yes. it's like, no, I want to be in the R&B space because that's who I am. Yes, but
1: I, I even want to touch on that. It's not even necessarily just wanting to be in the R&B space. It's wanting to be the only white yes, in an R&B space. Dominating and like, the yes, R&B again, space. Again, it comes back to this thing where it's like, white people would like to act like they don't know that racism exists and all of these things exist but they are happy to benefit from being the only white amongst the the uh, uh, hundreds and thousands of blacks yes you know the benefit of that he knows that and it's so weird how he also knows that the benefits of that are also kind of better than money yes in a way because you get you get the coolness you yes. get the, you get the appreciation you get the black love the cultural clout, the cultural clout And this is what, and that's why I love that he did that because it's like, it shows that look, the value of blackness. Oh, we cannot even quantify. No, it's a lot, and everybody wants some. Yeah, and everybody they get it. wants some, and they
0: get it usually. And this is the thing—he gets what he wants usually. So you, he would not have said anything if somebody had turned around and gone, and he'd gotten that R&B nomination, and a black person had come along and gone. I don't feel comfortable with this because there are other black people who weren't nominated in this um, genre, and I think they should have been. Yes. And then you'll now start doing like, "Oh, I didn't choose the category. Oh, you well, know, you know, they gave if it I could to do, me. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, if everyone could be in this category, I know that there are other great music." I just have to be humble and take what I'm given but now see how that perfectly that ego said. was brought out of you when they now put you in the podcast yes. to see how you react
1: perfectly said perfectly oh. said it's, it's, it's given identity issues yes Um, like I said already it's given white like, privilege
0: I just find these people funny more time not that I want him to date a black person at all but it's just like you want to be white as white um, go to your white churches have these white pastors telling you your fuckery like you want to do all of these things but because of the proximity you also want to black men mm-hmm. um, to keep you cool mm-hmm. as you know as usher kind of groomed you to be um you want to keep that so it's like no i want to be in the music space also doing that thing but actually like the black women who keep all of this going who are the turbines for all of these things the, these this cultural clout that you're seeking mm-hmm. how often do you acknowledge them like how never of, never
1: never instead actually when you were wasn't it when he was like 16 he was calling us one less lonely niggas
0: yeah 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 on camera
1: on camera and you were laughing
0: and then you came back to do one stupid apology mm-hmm. that you're not that anymore but mm-hmm. you clearly are still that because look at you still trying to force the space that you think that you need to be in right because you thought that you were in a space where you could say nigger and that would be okay and here you are again, still feeling like comfortable and confident enough to say, no, those black people things over there, I want that I too. I want that,
1: please. Can I please have some?
0: I mean, I don't even understand what the genres mean anymore anyway. Like, they're also convoluted. Lizzo's in this category. Um, Doja Cat is in this category. I can put
1: it simply for you. Like, it is... What happens is that behind the scenes, the labels... Uh, they're they're literally bidding. Yeah, they're literally bidding. They're fighting. So a lot of the times, you know, the categories categories that people want, which usually tends to be the record of the year, the mm. the pop categories, and all of that. Sometimes they may not be they be able to afford. Nobody really wants talking like that. But these num- these awards are being sold.
0: Yeah, true. The awards true. are
1: being sold. The awards are being sold. I mean, but Beyoncé
0: has money, so how
1: did it go to Taylor Swift? <laughs> Taylor Swift's white, yeah. True. <laughs> oh my god, Taylor Swift is white. <laughs> Ta- um, no, no Beyoncé's black. You still raise a good point. The the bid, the bidding process can get really aggressive, yeah, and then true. sometimes there's a lot more to it than money. And and I think I will never ever forgive the Grammys. When they gave it was from the time when they gave the um record of the year album of the year to Macklemore, and do you know who they gave it to him instead of?
0: Um, that was um Kendrick Lamar. Yeah.
1: Have you listened to Pimp? Have you listened to that? Album? Of
0: course. But what got me was the message that Macklemore sent to Kendrick <sighs> afterwards. I thought if you don't. Fuck off! Imagine you're trying to consult me every time a white person does that to a black person. I cringe. Like when Adele was like, "Oh, you know, I received this award. it should have been, you know, Beyonce, Beyonce and whatever." It makes me cringe because I'm like, "So if you know that, go and re- rectify yes, it. Yes, yes. Come, it right and, give it come right. and give it to
1: me right now. Come and give it to me now."
0: When it comes to Adele, I'm not even necessarily saying that you don't deserve it for the music that you've oh, been no, making, but, if you but yeah, but if you are opening your throat to say this shouldn't have gone to me, I know who, sh- who it should have gone to. You should have rectified yes, it and see
1: that comment through. And the Macklemore thing. Oh, sorry, I don't even want to make it like that but I I I've never gotten over that. No, nice. and I've never I've never gotten was over because that I, I just
0: couldn't get over. I just thought how dare you and then you now come and showed us this is what I sent because I just feel some type of way about what happened. You fuck off Oh
1: god good kid mad city I was I that was an it. album I almost put it to pimper butterfly Good Kid Mad City is top my my top five albums of life uh... I cannot, I, I cannot believe they did that to Kendrick. I'm sorry, I'm still getting emotional about it again. I cannot believe, and do you know how culturally rich that album is, uh, right? Oh my god, I'm <laughs> so annoyed. Like, oh, Kendrick did it's one of the best albums of all time. Uh,
0: I really liked it. I really liked that album. Ah, so it's it's a madness. It's a. It's, I'm over
1: the a, I'm over a, the Grammys anyways, and everyone's coming with their hot takes, like, oh, let's make a new. Um, Let's make a new type of our own Grammys and all of this. But you've I'm been had like... them.
0: You've had them. You've literally had them. And, and, you, you, guys don't them. and you don't respect them. You don't respect
1: them. How many of you show up to the BET awards? Oh
0: well, that's an that's an example of that somehow. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's true because BET there a they're, bit. They're kind, they're yeah. Kind of do they They're a bit. But yeah. it's true. Like there are so many other awards though. There are like the Image Awards. Um, there are so many other like Black focused awards. But you man don't respect them in the same way. You don't show up to them with the same vim. Nope. And yeah, maybe they don't have enough um as much money as all of these institutions institutionally white um awards to to give you the the kind of um gravitas that you want and you desire but this that's when you need to check the anti-blackness in yourself and do you not want do you want to be respected by the community or by um, a bunch of fickle whites you've got to decide there you go so anyway that's that for so you mad the only thing that's left is straw of the week aka suck your mom whoop, whoop. we'll start this uh, straw of the week with this one then it says here um Dear Kelechi baby girl of all baby people, I wanted to start this email by expressing how grateful I am for your existence and all that you choose to share with the world. I've been a regular listener of the podcast and a follower on the gram for roughly one and a half to two years now. And you have been such a great teacher in my life. Thank you so much for keeping your head up and giving us 10 out of 10 quality content on the regular, despite how people like to try you or deny your impact. I'm so excited for the interviews, the uh, books, acting roles and general accolades and awards that await you in the future. Amen. I may be too late sending this in as I know that you record the pod on Sundays, but I would like to hand out a ginormous straw to a percentage of Ireland's men and the Irish government. Although I've always lived in the UK, my mother is Irish and I have a large family, the majority of my cousins being female. So this situation hits very close to home. I just want to give a trigger warning for sexual assault slash revenge porn slash child porn. This week, a server containing over 11,000 images of Irish girls was leaked online. You know, quote unquote leaked Dating back to at least July 2019, this was a collaborative effort by large groups of men on group chats and online servers, including both paid for content, such as OnlyFans images and private, um, private some of which um, from Snapchat and Instagram. Some of these images are of children 16 years old and under. What has followed is an onslaught of online ab- trolling and abuse and victim blaming Ireland loves to promote itself as a progressive country but let me tell you the patriarchy still reigns supreme over there there are no laws that protect people in this kind of situation it is not illegal to share a picture of someone online without their consent it is not illegal to use an image to blackmail someone there are no laws regarding image-based sexual abuse and revenge porn if one of these women chooses to take these men to court there are no laws to protect to support her but that could protect him, such as defamation of character, etc. The Irish government consistently lets women in these kind of situations down. A group of promising rugby players who were believed and acquitted over the rape of um, a woman, despite them admitting in their group chat, a um, a woman who had her underwear held up in court as proof that she had somehow invited being raped. It is enough to know that despite the UK's laws something like this could still potentially have massively detrimental effects on a person's life so the thought that women in Ireland don't even have a chance in a police investigation or a courtroom makes me feel physically sick in summary I would like to hand out a straw to the Irish government in general but I would also like each and every one of those boys to acquire multiple straws and suck their father's assholes, not their mothers as the women of Ireland have been through enough as it is I hope um, with my whole heart that the people affected by the vile action of these men are given justice and and find peace and healing thank you so much for taking the time to read this I can't drag people as eloquent as you can so I just decided to state facts and not embarrass myself ha 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 Um, I hope you and your family have a phenomenal week P.S. I also wanted to nominate Sadiq for Share Your Magnificence as I know he's mentioned it in the past and for being the definition of comeback king after consistently guessing the song names artists wrong and for his commitment to alternative music facts thank you Sadiq for sharing your thoughts What's on a pod, you are uh, you and Kalechi are amazing, hilarious duo. Thank
1: you. I'll turn Thank it to you. music facts. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in Ireland, though? You really wanted to do that accent, <laughs> that's what you wanted to do. <laughs>
0: um, no, Ireland has been going through it, and um, you know, I'm so proud of Irish women that are really, really challenging the patriarchy in Ireland because, again, when we are so um, focused on the fuckery of England we forget that there are other um people other countries like really really going through it you know um you know going through it with like the nonsense that um just patriarchy wields, white supremacist patriarchy wields, you know, first it was them fighting for abortion rights, and then now it's just like, it's okay for um, men to just be sharing images of um, women, and leaking all of them, so that means that, and this is what I talk about, when it's like what we're talking about with um, Kevin Hart, men know how to enable other men, so that means that you've gathered all of the images that you lot have been sharing with each other, um, of women and girls, you've gathered all of them and then they're now kept in a specific place and then you've now shared all of it online. for what? Like are you proud of yourselves? like is that something that you should be doing?
1: It's a weird thing to enjoy but it's,
0: it's it's that enjoyment of haha. she didn't want me to be, have it, but I got it.
1: Again power.
0: power. that's literally it and then then going to find the people who the images are connected to and you're trolling them and slut shaming them Mm. when they weren't the ones that gave you access to the image in the first place it's the violence towards women never ever stops and and i just it's sad but i really appreciate getting letters like this because it's just like well we need to find some way of dealing with this Mm -hmm. something has to happen Mm -hmm. because you know
1: and it opens your eyes up as well because you know us being in London, was so very kind of like London focused mm-hmm. or whatever's kind of happening happen locally, happening mm-hmm. locally. Yeah. So I think people need to, these letters need to continue. People need to let us know what's happening outside of our jurisdiction. Yes. Do you know?
0: Yeah. No, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much for writing in. And I definitely think that um, I, the Irish government and the Irish men that you mentioned, they all deserve a straw and they can, like you say, go and suck their father's assholes. Yeah, that's what they can do because the women have had enough. They've been through it. They've had enough. Um, So yeah, I appreciate that. Um, There was another letter that I'd seen for ages ago that I just kind of left. It says here... Um, Dear Kelechi, I hope you're doing well. Thank you for speaking up. Your podcast has truly been one of the best additions to my life this year. I would like to nominate the Catholic University of Leuven in Belgium for straw of the week. I'm absolutely lost for words with this story. Two years ago, during an initiation ritual for a fraternity, 18 white students tortured and killed a fellow black student that wanted to join their club. His name was Sander Dia, and he was only 20 when he died. Sander was the first in his family to attend college and was in his his third year of studying to become an engineer he wanted to join the fraternity as it consists of the Flemish elite who um who could have helped his career kick off during the, this 30 hour long initiation ritual the 18 students made sander suffer horrifically the first day they peed on him continuously and made him drink entire bottles of strong liquor until he passed out afterwards they dropped him off at his um, in his university dorm where they had shut off all the water in his room so he could not drink to rehydrate the next day he was barely even conscious they then transported him to an abandoned caf- uh, cabin in the forest where the initiation continued sander had to dig a deep hole in the forest which was afterwards filled with ice cold water sander had to stay in this water the entirety of the night meanwhile in it is december and the uh, temperature outside was six degrees celsius in this ice pool the students continued to pee on sander and ridicule him they made him drink fish oil and living goldfish and a living goldfish and vomit the fish out over and over again until the fish stopped living he also had to drink urine of the students eat a blended mouse and bite the head of a living eel The students did not allow for Sander to stop or get out of the ice bath, even when he was crying for help. After hours, they where Sander was already dying, and Sander had stopped reacting to anything. They decided to bring him to the hospital. His body temperature had already dropped to twenty seven degrees, and Sander died shortly after in hospital. The university and the media tried to play this off as an unfortunate accident, which is why it has only reached the public's attention now. However, Sander's death was very much caused by intentional racist behavior by these eighteen white men. This has become very clear because as soon as Sander reached the hospital, these students started to remove all of their, all their traces. They deleted themselves from the WhatsApp groups, cleaned up everything from the forest and also cleaned Sander's dorm and opened up his water tap again, which they had closed off before. These 18 students were moving very much on racist intentions, even though the university is still denying this. The same group of men was even spotted two months after Sander died, chanting at a black man in the streets, shop, um, shop off their hands. The Congo is ours. Um, that what I'm truly astonished about is the fact that the only punishment that these students received for torturing and killing Sander was a 30-hour community service, service, which has now become apparent um, rarely any of these students performed. Moreover, the university has kept all these students' names anonymous and has allowed them to continue their studies. The university has not has opted to not be a civil party for Sanders' case in court, meaning hereby the university has clearly chosen to support Sanders' murderers and has cho- shown how racist it really is. So a big fuck you to the Catholic University of Leuven um, and to the 18 students that killed Sander, uh, you are monsters. And my heart goes out to sander and his family i hope this message reaches you well and i wish you all the best
1: oh that's that 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 got me one yeah that got me that was that's that's yeah that's horrible yeah
0: um hell isn't hot enough honestly hell is not hot enough and what's heartbreaking is because there's a picture of that's sander it. here and I just, oh, God.
1: It's horrible. I think, for me, my first kind of introduction into how kind of violent and gritty these kind of fraternity initiations can be was when I watched this um, Netflix movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Burning Sands. No. It's with a guy called Trevor Jackson. He's in grownish. Um, grownish. He's, um, yeah, anyways. And I can't, I'm not even going to get to the whole plot of it, but it just shows you how kind of, dark and weird the whole thing is i kept watching it thinking why is it why is it such a in this particular case mm. why is it such a big deal to be part of this fraternity why do you even want to be part of these people but these these practices are all over, especially in american universities they're so normal to want to put put people through hell yes. before they can join the fraternity but what's different about this story was that they never wanted this At guy. Oh, Never ever wanted him to join the fraternity. It was simply, it was just torture. I think where my mind kind of signed out a bit was when you know you 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 were reading letter, reading the letter and you mentioned that he um, Sanders stops responding. I think that's when mm. I, it kind of touched me because it was just like, as a human being, even if you're having a joke with someone, at the point where you see that they are not having fun, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just how do you how how can your mind continue to keep going? And it's just. Oh the thought of it is it is really making me sick right now. I just I didn't think I'd get that upset by it but it's just it's, it's 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 genuinely horrible and to think that they were then allowed to continue their studies it just goes to show they don't they don't care about us. But they really don't care about us Because no. if that was a white boy that that happened to not only would have it, not only would they have expelled eighteen of them. Eighteen of them would then be in jail. Well, yeah,
0: because the thing is, you meant that it's mentioned that they, their families, like this is a very prestigious school, I'm sure. and so their family are part of the elite. So their families would not allow you to kick their sons out, who are destined to probably be like the prime minister or whatever structure they've got. Their yeah, the governors or whatever of this country that are basically going to run Belgium later on. They're not going to allow you to kick these um, children out. Um, and then to hear that two months after, some of them are even chanting outside shops like, oh, the Congo is ours because you know how you've tortured the people of Congo. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you and your um, Leopold and all of your, your fuckery, like, you know how you've tortured the people of Congo to get the the things that you have today. Mm-hmm. And that's why nothing was going to happen. One black boy, from what he sees here, he looks like biracial. So you you don't have that proximity. You don't have that power. And even seeing his face just made me think of, like, you know, Lev. And having a son and just stressing to him the importance of the fact that you do not need to force yourself into these fraternities yes, looking wow. for protection no. like you have to demean yourself going through these very sordid ritualistic practices to prove your allegiance to them because after you've done all of this you, there's no going back you don't come out of these no. fraternities like it's like a blood tie you're yes. now there blood packed even when you're you now... graduate
1: all of that you still you guys will be be meeting up every year Yes, and you'll be doing the same initiations to the younger lot
0: yes and so that goes to show you, and uh, we talked about it in a previous episode, I've been saying like, people need to be aware of the strong spiritual, very, very dark spiritual entities that these people are um, evoking and um, they're kind of conjuring when they are doing these things. It's not something that you see simply of the eyes you know, their fathers have done this, their brothers have done this, their uncles have done this, like they keep these practices going. Like you say, though, the important thing is that they were likely never to have um, let him in anyway. Mm-hmm. They would have continued. But if he had managed to survive and they had by some... um. um twist of fate allowed him in he would always be undermined he would also like you wanted to do all of this at the young age of how old you wanted to do all of this to to get protection to get belonging and this is what we're saying in the tarot earlier Like, don't go and force belonging on yourself check the reasons that you want to be in relation with people in relationships with people that's not to say that in any way that he was at fault what I'm calling to is this sense of belonging that we want to aspire we want to get things within a white supremacist structure we will always be the collateral damage yeah and because we're not even seen as worth anything as worth much and so my heart goes out to his parents um and as a parent i just think to myself rah like <laughs> At this point, it's past me wanting you to do your community service or even wanting you to go to jail. I just right. know my heart of hearts, all 18 of you would not see, you would not see life after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I promise no, 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 you. No. It's like what you were saying about the three ponged attack. Yeah. And um, when, it, when, uh, in all the realms, I will get you. But mm-hmm. I promise you, the strongest realm that I'll get you will be that spiritual yeah. realm. Like, you will never, yep. your, your entire lineage going forward will never, ever survive. They will not, I promise you, like, past a certain age, they will not, I will, I will, I will call on every power mm-hmm. that will ruin you and will, they will, that country will crumble to the ground mm-hmm. because what there is no mountain there is no cave that you could go and hide in that i will not seek you out and i'll end your life i promise you that
1: all 18 of you
0: all 18 of you i will take my time all 18 of you mm-hmm. like you you are oh, god forbid like it's it gives me chills honestly oh, And that it was going on and your parents are none the wiser because you just want to do this thing because you want to... It's about, you know, being aspirational. Like, we can't keep chasing things of this material realm because everything that is built upon is our suffering. Like, when you really, really deep it as Black people to chase some of the things that we chase. Like, I think about people getting knighthoods and things like that, right? And, like, we uh, people wanting knighthoods as as, um, a reflection of all the things that they've achieved in britain Mm -hmm. but really thinking about what it means to be part of the empire can you truly say that you are anti-racist can you truly say that you're about that life and and you know some of them are getting it for their activism Mm -hmm. right um so wait you're accepting a member of the british empire let's break it down go all the way to knighthood member of the british empire you're getting For your services to activism, which is hopefully to uh, overthrow white supremacist patriarchy. That the British Empire. That the British Empire really just packaged and sold out to the rest of the world.
1: Oh, a mind blow
0: right and so some of them are writing to the prime minister writing to him to change the terminology can we not call it um um um, member of british empire anymore can we give it a new name like um um, yes um let's call it um or, or officer of the british empire order of the british empire which is the next one or whatever can we change it to something like um member of british excellence um But who's awarding it to you? Who's awarding it to you? Is it not the figurehead of the state? Yeah, is it not the figurehead of the country, which is a monarchy? And how did the monarchy have its power? Is it still not through um um, colon- um colonialism and the uh, transatlantic slave trade? You still come back to the same thing. You can keep trying to lie to yourself. You <laughs> change the semantic. you changed changed, the I, I change it like, oh, let's not use empire. Let's call it member of British excellence. There was <laughs> 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 oh, never
1: a British excellence. There was that, that's never a, no that's British excellence. That's literally
0: a myth. It doesn't make sense what you just said. Member of British excellence. Where, Where was Britain ever excellent? At what? At what? And when you answer the what, you realise why the term should not exist at all. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing that they were excellent at is is oppression. So that's what you want to be a member of?
1: Then fine. I would have said fish and chips because I love fish and chips. But (laughs) that's about it.
0: Was that even (laughs) theirs? That's what you need to ask yourself. (laughs) Point. Point. So to me, it's just like, You can't keep... I know that you want to be validated by the state. We all want validation. We all want to know that we matter. We all want to know that our work matters and the things that we do matter But Who are you seeking that validation from? Because if it's the heads of state, you have to understand their complicity in the fact that you wouldn't have had to do the work that you do in your community if they weren't doing the fuckery that they were doing in the high echelons of society, right? But they're the ones that are going to award you
1: for, for, oh, well done for for surviving.
0: A problem that we caused. right so it's it's these are the questions that people need to sit down and ask themselves as they're entering into twenty twenty one like what do you want your legacy to be?" what do you want your legacy to be? Because don't get me wrong, at some point when people were like, oh, you know, you should really get an MBE for all the work that you do. I was like, maybe I should, maybe I, get, maybe I should get an MBE. Then I thought about it and I really had to sit down like, fam, if they offered it to me, how could I possibly take it? Mm. Do you like literally look at the term? Oh, but you'll get access. Don't worry about that. You can think about that later. You'll get access to so many um, organisations and you'll have such respect and da, 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 da. da. What you're selling me is lies. What you're selling me is fluff. Whatever access I need, God will open my way. Ooh. My ancestors will open my path. Thank it it is not um, any um, useless, whatless um, un- un- unseasoned, unwashed motherfucker that's going to do that for me. If if I don't currently have access to it, maybe I was never meant to have access to it. Maybe I was meant to create a room of my own, right? So it's about looking at those things, like tell yourself the honest truth. What is it that you're getting out of these titles? Because if you're really about the work, you understand that the titles do not serve you and makes you actually less trustworthy to those that you are trying to help. Ooh, perfect. We can, we can leave it there. Perfect. But baby boy, Sander, may your soul rest in peace. R.I.P. Oh, like I'm just thinking of his family and to all 18 of you, you will never know peace in this life and the energy of what you've done there will chase your descendants. They will chase you first and foremost and they will chase the rest of your descendants and until you rectify what you've done, I don't know how you're going to rectify it, but until it is rectified, nobody will nobody will know peace. For even for you to have done it, it it's because peace was never known initially mm-hmm. by your by your ancestors and that's why you're still here and that's
1: why you're seeing and your identities will be revealed by the way
0: they'll be revealed they eventually be revealed. we'll find you yes we'll find you i have a special <laughs> special set of skills i will find you and when i do to a blood
1: Clark. oh liam neeson okay. oh
0: that other pussy clot as well
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> how, can, how can i name someone that just happens to be a racist as well oh my fucking hell jeez
0: oh the piss was truly taken <laughs> um so that's it for this week man thank you all so much for listening sending you all love and warm wishes you. um really glad we made this episode i really enjoyed it
1: yeah i'm happy with all my noms i just i i'm just, <laughs> i'm shocked they, they you know they're keeping it coming it would be it would be nice to get a nom for like you know my vocals because
0: okay so now you're just asking for extra <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't get a non for vocals because you said that you're no you're not going to sing for longer than 10 seconds
1: yeah well there's the, i'm giving you 10 seconds of heaven <laughs> <laughs> like, even today when we did the, the harmonization i think that was really good i should get a man i'm joking now <laughs> thank you guys i love you guys
0: so yeah that's it for this week man thank you all for supporting the podcast remember to hashtag say your mind pod um tag us in the tweets tag us in the instagram bits. um you know all of it's great stuff great stuff for the podcast um yeah, and we'll just continue to keep moving, I guess. You can follow me on um, Kelechi Nakafo or at Say Your Mind Pod.
1: Or me on Sadiq OJN. That's on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Yeah, and um you can support the podcast on Patreon.com forward slash Kelechi for, And I'm probably going to add my cash app to things as well. Cash app, cash Yeah, and you know, one-to-one readings, pretty much most of them have gone out. I gave you a live tarot picker pile on Patreon the other day. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to schedule another one because that was very last minute, but I'll schedule um a live tarot tarot session with my people them um on Patreon um very shortly. So we'll do that maybe at the beginning of the month. Um well we're pretty much there, but maybe the second week of December we'll we'll do a live one on Patreon. But um yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Continue to look after yourselves. Sending you lots and lots of love. And yeah, that's been it. I've been Kaleshi Okafor.
1: And Sadiq.
0: And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck, Suck your mum. Yeah, so that's it. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Peace.
1: It's the Benz Brunani woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this it, sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sippy, yo Hard time's calling for your long trots You might learn something, you we'll never, never know, know. Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you mind.